Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the fifth anniversary. This is Austin Theory, and you're listening to WrestleCast Radio all day. Hey, hello to all my friends of WrestleCast Radio. This is Flip Gordon, and I'm very excited to introduce you to one of my favorite wrestling radio shows. Hey, what's up, guys, from WrestleCast Radio. This is Humberto Carrillo, the WWE Superstar. You are listening to WrestleCast Radio. El Latino está en la casa, baby. Welcome to WrestleCast Radio. Uh, that's 120% correct there, Ryan. Um, <laughs> take four, take seven, what did you say? Take five, delicious candy bar, king said, size was, only. <laughs> third time was the charm, but we ran out of time, so it's got to be 3.5. If, if Matthew produced our show, he would play, you talk too much. You never shut up. Say yeah, but the Kenzo Miyahara talk, I mean, that was well worth the 40 minutes because we're, yeah. we're serious about what the hell Kenzo Miyahara should be doing. But this, I mean, let's be real, not the Twilight per se, but this should be like his premium time, like his go-to time. And his, what do we say he is, like 34, 35? 32. This is kind of like the prime of his career. Yeah, he's, he's the same age as when we proclaimed Okada might be the best wrestler who's ever lived. Uh-huh. You know, it, wow. it it blows my mind, too, just thinking about this stuff even more than when we talked about it. Not to, you know, keep going on it, but since you brought it mm-hmm. up, I was listening to, um, you know, the, the, five-star rest, the five-star match game wrestling thing I showed you? Yeah, yeah, that shit was awesome. I was listening to uh, the Noah episode, and it was, uh, who did Mara Fuji beat in the 2009 I think it was the 2009 N1 Voyage Finals or some shit like that. And the answer was Kento Mihara because he was still a Noah. And I'm like, man, what if wow. Mihara didn't leave Noah? Like, what if he was there right now? I mean, isn't that what we kind of decided upon? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. that he should stay there? Or yeah, should go right, back to all... Noah? Like, we figured that would be the best fit for him. And he could slide into DDT when they have their, you know, uh, head-to-head, you know, events or whatnot or Cyber Fight Festival, uh, you know, yet again. But, um, yeah, I, I just think that makes total sense. With his strikes, his rapid succession of, of knees and, and tongue and facial expressions, um, I think it's just perfect to go against someone like Kano or Nakajima. Hell, anyone, you know, in Congo, but, you know, just think of the Marafuji and if Muda ever wrestles again, you know, uh, <laughs> knees or 
one or two of them at least, you know, let's be real, one, he should be okay. But, uh, no, I, I yeah, it's just in this part of the career, it could be a nice resurgence. He did what he could do in all Japan. What else is there? We, you know, Francisco Akira, you know, who we love, you know, he's a junior. Like, you know, that, that ceiling is so high, you know, which is not very – you know, within mm-hmm. a company like that, you know, Noah struggles with that as well, even though, you know, the champion tries to, you know, uh, you know, put the claim on it. Um, and so uh, Hayata, right? Hayata? Yeah. Uh, all caps. Um, but yeah, so <laughs> it, it's just where, you know, Dragon, you know, again, we harp on Dragon Gate, the theme of the first part of, you know, our best, or not our best, but, you know, our 2021 awards. It's just they, they figured it out on a legit smaller scale than their, you know, three or four or five American counterparts. You know, I'm not saying revenue or, you know, uh, financial backings per se, but just of, you know, audience, you know, size. You know, I'm intrigued if you know what the Dragon Gate subscription, you know, number is. You know, maybe when we get the whole loom back on, uh, you know, after that tremendous interview, please, ladies and germs, Go check out uh, Ryan's um, fantastic 60-minute interview with Holo Loon. Uh, tremendous stuff. I was two feet away from him while he was, you know, doing it at, at 12 a.m. after the Rumble. And um, and just in awe and just, like, learning so much and trying not to laugh because, you know, again, two feet away. Didn't want to mess up the, the, the mic work there. But uh, And plus, Ryan we was tried just to make such a groove. And Holo Loon was just so comfortable and so when we get them back down, we got to ask them, you know, what's the deal? We got to figure this out. But uh, yeah, no, Kento Miyahara in, in Noah. That's I think that's the trigger you got to pull. No pun intended. <laughs> I uh, I also on uh, Facebook just sent you an get it because he does the knees like Kenny Omega. <laughs> oh, <You're tight. laughs> Speedball Mike Bailey, number two on Pro Wrestling Tees uh, for last week. It's amazing what a U.S. Uh, U.S. tour can do for somebody. Yeah, um, but I, I sent you a, um, I sent you an application on your Facebook real quick. It's the last thing I got for you before we jump into this year. Oh, and you're on your phone, so you can't look at it anyway. What do you mean? I'm, I'm trying to look at it now. Like Messenger, oh, you mean? Like, yeah, Messenger. <laughs> Like you said, I'm tight, so I'm yeah. I'm good with this this ish. Uh, God, I except I can't find my messenger back. app. I don't like to go on Messenger. I don't know why. Like I try not to. I mean, I still haven't logged into Twitter since I've gotten the <laughs> iPhone. That's so like it just feels nice, and like my apps are all over the place. Oh wow, that's a real thing, huh? I don't know. A uh, uh, friend of the show, Andy DeWiki, the one who is always uh, throwing thumbs up to everybody yeah. in the. Summit for Kaito, right? Yeah, he's the one who started that. Infamous hashtag. He, he sent me that. Shout out like, to Where Andy. the hell did you get a Congo application? He's like, I found it on Facebook. <laughs> so, uh, fans, there is a Congo Rebellion membership application form. It says, please read all information carefully. Eligibility, folks. Applicants must wear red color costume. Yes, for your first name and then your surname, your address, postcode, date of birth, your weight class if you're heavier or junior. Telephone number, home and mobile, email. Uh, they also want to know your previous unit, the reason for leaving the unit, your reason for joining Congo, and will you do the group pose? 
because I hereby <laughs> apply for membership in Congo. I agree to be bound by and comply with the policies and rules of Keno. And then there's a signature of applicant. Yeah. <laughs> and then you get a yes or no <laughs> checkbox that they're going to let you in or not. Oh, my gosh. We're, one of the best things I've seen all day. I was like, where did you get that? He's like, I just randomly found it on Facebook. I was like, this is incredible. Um, Bless your heart, Andy. Uh, one day we got to meet and uh, enjoy a, an adult beverage or, you know, shoot the breeze on, on hockey or video games and or pro wrestling. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, it was a bummer. Like, I was, I was hoping to, like, when you were like, Jordan's here with his wife, and then, like, Doof was there. I was like, why didn't we meet up with anyone, like, right after? It was just so weird to me. But that, I think it started was... to snow, and it got really cold, right? Well, well, oh, well I mean, we kind of went out at the first night, though, at least. First night, after... did, yeah, because that was the first time I saw Kyle in, like, nine years, it seemed like. <laughs> yeah, and then Mike Shell was Still really a half-pine, she is. I was like, why yeah, is Mike Shell at a half at a hip hop show? Yeah, that's <laughs> right. I haven't seen that guy in forever. I saw <laughs> he's getting uh, promotion at uh, MAW. I want to say um, yep. they were shouting him out. So I was like, hey, I, I know that guy. They uh, they wanted me to go to this show, but I won't give reasons why because I don't want to spoil anything. Um, but I was like, unfortunately, that work. <laughs> but I'm I'm kind of you... going to work now. Let's show that one. Joe, Joe and Demetrius are going to be in the crowd uh, for the TJ Mike Shell match, and apparently okay. they're not coming. Oh, to it's TJ and Shell. Yeah. How could you not go to that? Well, because they're they're wrestling a match, but the point being is Demetrius and Joe are going to be in the crowd for the the summit, and yeah. they let's just say they might not be coming in as baby faces. Whoa, they're taking so, over, huh? And then I would be the mouthpiece. Well, you so, just spoiled like, it. I mean, it was oh, pretty yeah. obvious, but you literally <laughs> just spoiled it. You just like you just helped me spoil it by you like asked the best <laughs> questions in the world without asking him, and I was like, "Yeah, well, I'm gonna explain. I'm gonna like try to get off that topic right now, Ryan. Two Man, questions it's, it's, for you. It's like you're Two doing questions. an interview podcast or something soon. Yeah, uh, <laughs> L.A. Rams, uh, you know, coordinator, offensive-minded, your new head coach for the Vikings, good fit, especially after coming off that, I'd say, a pretty enjoyable Super Bowl. Um, it re- I feel really bad for Joe Burrow to get sacked 90 times uh, from the half of the third quarter on, which blew their chances to uh, secure that Super Bowl, which I thought they had. But what do you think of the new hire? And uh, do you think Andrade given more exposure in AEW has actually made him look even worse than his stint in the WWE. There you go. Ooh. Okay, so you're saying he got – okay, let's go to the first question. Um, I really like it because I didn't want some, like, Dan Quinn, Todd Bowles, Bowles retread coach that's, like, 50 years old. I don't want that crap. I wanted the, the next McVeigh or, you know, something, the next Kingsbury. So yeah. I like this young coach. I was worried when McVeigh suddenly was like, if I win the Super Bowl, I might retire to spend time with my family. Because then suddenly we didn't sign O'Connell on Monday because he's like, well, then I'll just, they're like, well, if he retires, we're just going to give you the Rams job. And he's like, well, then I'll just stay here. And I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. How can we not get <laughs> screwed more than any other state in the world in sports? Yeah. But everything went though. Yeah. Uh, yes, I think it's, I think it's a, a great thing. 
I I truly think with his offensive uh, mind that he seems to have going, I hope they don't do, anything, don't do anything drastic. Like, I'm, I'm still 100%. I don't care what people say, man. Do, you have no reason to trade Kirk Cousins. He doesn't suck. I understand he's expensive, but that's that's just how quarterbacks are going to go from here on out. They're going to get more and more expensive every year. Do you trade so, him for a high draft pick and then go offensive lineman, or then also maybe trade him for that prospect and a, a pretty good offensive lineman? Um, you know that's a, you know available to be traded, and then your boy Deshaun Watson, depending all his on his legality issues. Um, that the Vikings are one of two, Tampa being the Tampa Bay being the other uh, options for a team that he wants to play for. Do you take the risk, or I mean, is like the ninety-two? God, I'm just throwing high numbers out there tonight. Um, <laughs> keyword there, ladies and germs. Uh, but do you? I mean, allegations and horrificness and disgustingness aside. I mean, would you want him instead of Cousins going into 2022? You know what? Everyone asks me that, and they're like, well, he's cheaper. Okay, I get that. Yes, he's great, and he's, and he's mobile, which is awesome. You need – this league, it's kind of like the NBA going to a three-point league. This is going into can yeah. your quarterback do more than throw league. That's fine. Everything evolves. It's, that's just how it goes. But what's, what's going to happen when his contract comes up and we've got to pay him? And he does good and wants more than Cousins. Then what do we do? Then we're in the same boat. That's just how it's going to go every year, each you know, from here on out. Andy just said, "Hell yeah!" I told him we put him over on the show. Chicago. <laughs> 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 um, right. So, but look, look in the last fifteen years at the court, the, at the free agency court up every year. It's not going to stop. Mm-hmm. So we're still going to have to pay the guy. Now, let me ask you a question about this because. Ironically, I was asked by Caesar today because he came to my store to help out about you know when I was when he's like, hey, look, O'Connell, he showed me him getting off the plane. I was like, you better not get rid of Cousins, man. He's he's if he can win a Super Bowl with Matt Stafford, and I'm not shitting on Stafford, and yes, obviously Cooper Cup, he can do the same thing with with Kirk Cousins if if the line's right. Let me ask you this question: When Deshaun Watson lost DeAndre Hopkins, what did that team do? Uh, they didn't do very well. When Kyler Murray, who is my probably my favorite player in the in the NFL, yeah, you saying, are so, really I am. Yeah, <laughs> I love Kyler Murray. I, you know, I love the Cardinals. I love Kyler Murray. Yeah, Cardinals. I get it. Yeah. If it, the the Cardinals started out six and zero, and then DeAndre Hopkins got got hurt, what happened to Kyler Murray? I mean, they kept winning games. They won three he, and he seven. Led, he led his team. They went three and seven and got beaten in the wild card. Jesus, yeah, that's so, that I knew and that I predicted, <laughs> and I probably watched two games this whole season, um, and I think one of them was a non-Viking game. Uh, <laughs> no, I watched the Bears-Viking game. Um, so, like, I, you know, just blurbs, you know, here and there, you know, that's how I kind of kept up or through, you know, chit chats and such. But, um, but yeah, wow. So, so, so that makes sense. Those quarterbacks looked great with DeAndre Hopkins. What did yes. Kirk Cousins do with a rookie? I mean, he made a rookie a star. I mean, Jefferson definitely, you know, it, it sucked losing Diggs, but I mean, it was like 
He has the most receiving yards of any wide receiver in the first two years in history. Like, he beat Randy Moss last year. And that was before week 18, if I remember right. So it wasn't like the extra game did it. But my point being is, if you put the same roster together, I don't think Watson's better than Cousins. Hmm. I just don't. So stick with what you know, huh? Look at how many categories last year in statistics that Kirk Cousins is a top 10 quarterback in. Like, not too many. Like, like, not too many. Hold on. I want to pull this up. Let me just pull this up to my point. <laughs> I knew that would rile you up. I knew it. <laughs> I love that you did that. I didn't know, Ryan, if who you were the biggest mark for in the last couple of days, Kirk Cousins or Cody Rhodes, the now quote-unquote <laughs> Uh, former AEW wrestler and EVP, uh, but current star of TBS is the Go Big Show. Um, and that other show that was interesting, the uh, Roads to the Top. Uh, but we'll get to that here in a second. But so, I mean... Hold on, let me, let me just give you this real quick, okay? Yeah. Right. Kirk Cousins had more passing yards last year than Aaron Rodgers. Played the same amount of games. Uh, And he finished ninth. He was eighth in average per game, two, four, six. He's eighth in passing yards per game. He had the – they didn't really do any of that because Zimmer's an idiot. He finished ninth. He went 33 and seven. He was ninth in touchdowns and second in – and he only allowed seven interceptions. 33 and seven. His his QBR – he finished 15th in his QBR. That's, I think that didn't help. He got sacked all the time. Um, but his passer rating per game was fourth in the NFL. Why do you? Why do you want to? Like, why do people want to get rid of this guy? Yeah, the only I, people it's who like a better situation. If you upgrade and get, you know, like a, you know, let's say a Hutchinson back in the day, that vastly upgraded your offensive line just with his, you know, expertise. And obviously his overall tremendous talent. Uh, mm-hmm. And shout out to when he would stop in at Toys R Us every now and then and be like, "Hey, that's huge!" And he's buying like seventeen bikes. Hey, uh, what's some <laughs> what were those called? TPPs? Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, like protects TPTs. Sounds like a representing a rap click. Anyways, um, <laughs> like if you find that piece. Cousins then, you know, gets higher than ninth. Maybe he gets to fifth. Yeah. Maybe he gets to third. He so won't throw as many draft. interceptions. Well, they drafted Carson, uh, Christian Derrissaw last year. He just got hurt. But when he was in there, he looked good. You get another guy this year. Because here's the thing is, this year's draft, there's Kyle, uh, the, 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 uh, what's his name, Petty, um, out, of, uh, out of Pittsburgh doesn't look good. There's there's Fells out of I can't even remember where. There's Malik Willis. Like there's not even really good quarterbacks this year. Two years out is when like the kids from Alabama and stuff comes out. So like I don't know. I just don't see a reason to move on from a guy who's higher than ten top ten, like up inside of the top ten, not just tenth in most categories. You're paying you're gonna pay these guys anyway. But uh, as for Andrade. I don't know, man. He's his, he's just been weird in AEW. Like I don't I don't dislike him by any means, but like 
I still, like I still got hype when we you know, his we music the tight, his interest is tight. Seeing mm-hmm. it multiple times during full gear weekend, and you know that was really cool. Let, let me let me let me let me counter your question with a question, which you shouldn't do, but I'm going to. Did did Andrade's hype just happen because of Johnny Gargano? Ooh, because of that like classic takeover in Philadelphia. We, that was that we one. said that was the greatest. Like, do you remember we we broke it down and we said like we were we said it was the greatest NXT match of all time, and we yeah. we had like grabbed like all of the like greatest WWE F matches of all time, and we rivaled that with um, it was, we we had an argument going where that's the greatest match that that company has had in their hundred year fifty year existence or whatever. It was incredible. It was one of the greatest matches I've ever seen. I'm not gonna lie, I do go back and watch that like once a year. <laughs> I'm like, so good. Once in a while, you know. Andrade, oh, I wish we could get know, on. Sombra, take it on Johnny Wrestling in a banger in a crazy ass DDT apron maneuver. It's like, what? How is no one dead? It's the exact reason why when people are like, oh, I hope Johnny Organo doesn't go to AEW, no, too. Yes, you do. Every promotion he's worked for, he's been, like we talked about, he's been incredible. He's been the guy in a tryout match to the, the main eventer of every company he's worked for. Why would you not want to tell like that on the roster? You're an idiot if you don't think so. And, and speaking of, of debuts, um, did you finish Dynamite? I did indeed. Did you see the uh, the House of Black promo? Uh, I'm not gonna lie. I fast forwarded through it. <laughs> I so, was like, oh, here's the tattoo guys. So there's a rumor, or not a rumor, but apparently there's still another person that um that Tony Khan has signed. Is it the former uh, Alexa Bliss? I hope or the uh, oh, no. the former uh, mate of Alexa Bliss because he's uh, Australian. Yeah, I, rumor is Buddy Murphy was the third guy in that video. Can you imagine him being gothic? Now I want to go back. Oh, I just deleted it. I never delete dynamites, but I was. Like <laughs> well, cool. you could just have him walk around like, like I'm gonna watch with, it and delete something. Just have him walk around like he did when he was with Rollins. It'll fit in. Brooding. How is he on New Japan Strong, though? Isn't he, like, a face on that? Isn't he, like, play to the crowd? He just worked that Okada match, I think. Maybe he did other... I think he worked TJP, maybe, too. I think he worked maybe one or two other, like, tag matches. Okada... Yeah, did you ever watch that match? No. Uh, Demetrius said it was pretty good. Damn. Demetrius. Well, I just pulled a, a Connor McDavid on a uh, jersey card. Let's go. I got a John Van Beesbrook autographed jersey card that, that has the C from his last name in the jersey. Really? That's How the hell did you draw that? I got my I, – I did a – they find those guys that I uh, – Banff Breakers that, that I watch, um, they finally put together a hockey box and they got a hold of stuff. Since hockey's like the hardest cards to buy now. And uh, so I bought it. It was 180 bucks, and you get three teams – and you get to pick your teams. And I got the first pick. So I was like, Edmonton, <laughs> give me kind of a Jesus. I'm <laughs> <Right? laughs> going through a wild game tomorrow. That's going to be interesting. Who are they playing? Uh, the other Florida? top team. 
Yes, Florida. Thank you. Yeah, that was that was ironically the second team I picked because I wanted to get me some Huberdeau cards. And so I took I'm the, pretty uh, Got some nice ice seats. I think like row G or yeah. L. I don't know. But I'm like, you don't want to be like on the glass because you can't see anything. And I was like, oh, let's just get mid because I realized being lower just it sucks. <laughs> like unless you're like literally ringside first row, even on the you know some of the entrances you know side still sucks. But anyways, so like if you're not there, I kind of want to be elevated. Like I still say those seats at all in were some of the best wrestling vantage points I've ever seen. Um, oh, thankfully, we got that great. podcast, you know, gimmick with that. But uh, um, where you interviewed MJF and Matthew, <laughs> as you said, of Botchamania fame earlier. Um, so, but and yeah. Um, Leva Bates, as I was about to announce her, as, uh, or Veda Scott, as I was about to announce her, as my third worst wrestler here. <laughs> Get out of a seat faster in my life. And I'm like, all right, uh, number three worst wrestler of the year is going to go to. Hello. Uh, <laughs> and, and then she's like, hi, I'm Dana Scott. I'm here for an interview. And you were like, oh, you were out. I was like, ah. <laughs> I remember I closed that notebook and I put that shit on that back table. <laughs> I'm not having this anywhere near that. That's too good. That's Who was the other rich. one? Uh, Leva Bates was the third one. <laughs> that's her. She seemed cool, and then I remember them. She was like, this blue pants. Like, that's all he's there for, like, two hours straight. Because <laughs> he was hammered. And then we shook uh, Penelope Ford's hand, like, that was probably, like, the fourth time by that. <laughs> Junk through the weekend. Hi. Yeah, ah, hey, you're... Penelope Ford, you're George Janela. We're going to shake your hand. <laughs> that picture we got with him where he's wearing the stone cold hat and has the fanny pack on. <laughs> oh, man. And you're, you're, you're cropped out somehow in, in the photo I have. It just ends at Penelope Ford. Oh, Penelope Ford. Bless you were definitely heart. there. I've, I couldn't believe. Um, yeah. There was there was a couple things that caught my eye. <laughs> I'll just that. It's crazy. Sorry, I'm doing a promo gimmick on Facebook. I feel very sloppy about it, but gotta get the people oh, okay. to get it to get it live. That's okay. It's better than my. We come to you tonight with our final five awards. We talk male and female wrestling of the year, show of the year, tag team of the year, match of the year, exclamation point. No, that's pretty much what I'm doing. This was good, but I, again, iPhone. I have no idea like why I can't like stretch it and copy and paste. I think they bop it. Uh, did you have a bop it as a kid? I, I think I did. I want to say I did. Pull it, stretch it, <laughs> tap it. But but it's Crossfire it. still the best commercial of all time. Crossfire. The kid at the end, man, gets me every time. (laughs) I've always been a uh, Talkboy fan. Hey, kids, we're home early. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, kids. Oh, man. That's hilarious. uh, uh, You need to get to sleep, as you said. 
We are already a half an hour into the show, and we've done nothing. That's what we do, man. That's just how we I'm do all it, in now, man. I'm, I, I yeah, what, set my face. What's that, what's that record button hit? Shit. Yeah, also I feel tomorrow, good. I feel at home. For those of you uh, uh, going to watch Pro I might Summit sleep is... past 8.30 on Saturday. How about that? <laughs> You're a real one if you do that. Yeah, I, I I wake up at nine fifteen and get to work at nine thirty on Saturday. <laughs> um, we have uh, tomorrow night Pro Wrestling Summit. I believe it's week seven of or week we yeah, have weeks it's we yeah, have week seven I think week six or seven seven yeah of the uh, S one Grand Prix and in our main event Daisuke Sasaki issuing the challenge to the man who still somehow is in the summit and I pains me every day, and I don't know how it has continued to happen, but to Master Watto, where oh, wow, he, really? he said, if he, I'm going to bring Shigehiro Irie and Ketsuya Endo with me, if you can find two, two partners, because we all know you don't have any friends, and you can defeat me and my team, I will give you a shot at my Pro Wrestling Summit Junior title at Kingdom Business. Wow. So, Ken so Watts will did find Mr. Jitra, like, did he eggplant emoji? Yeah, he's he's loving it, and, and the chat's kind of slowly rallying behind a Watts one. I'm like, oh, damn it. So, we got we got a wow. big surprise up our sleeve for that one tomorrow, so don't miss it. Um, So, do you want to do a couple awards and then go into the Cody talk, or how do you want to do this? Yeah, let's let's do that. That's that always ends well. Okay, so let me ask you this, then. this will be how we're gonna run this uh, men's, women's tag team match and show of the year. What should be the final category? I think show of the year, right? Not show of the year. Oh, match, match of, of the year. year. Match of the year. Yeah. Okay. So we'll end with match of the year. Should we should we block up match of the year and show of the year together? Hmm. Maybe. Okay. So here's how we're gonna do this. We're gonna run. We're gonna give you our tag team of the year, our female of the year, and our male of the year. Then we'll go into Cody, and then we'll do show of the year and close with match of the year. How about that? I'm down for that. All right, tag team of the year, starting us off here. Alex, uh, number 10. Now, I know I put that little parenthesis. Did you just do five or did you do 10? I did five. Okay, so I will I will give you my up to five and then have you come in. Because okay. I ended up going the full 10. So my number 10, uh, I put uh, Marcel Martel and Fabian Eichner, Imperium. Uh, every wow. time I watch, every time I watch Eichner, I'm just like, God, man, I forgot how good Axel Dieter Jr. was. He's just so smooth, and Fabian Eichner works his ass off in that ring. So, yeah, yeah. They, they just they really impressed me this that that last year getting to work more on actual, you know, the the Orlando NXT and not just UK. So, um, period takes my number ten. Uh, number nine, you could run the jewels back because I got I got uh, Mr. Fletcher, and Mr. Dunkzilla off the open. Uh, they're just I cannot wait till they can start doing New Japan tours. The Ooh, the restrictions lift in April. 
Kyle Fletcher must be on the uh, the Rep Sports R E P P Sports dot com yeah, promo code WrestleCast getting those gains. Uh, as you showed me that match with those two children that they uh, Aussie Open wrestled. Uh, albeit a little long, a little cartwheelish. Granted, it was also late at night, uh, so I was in a mood, but uh, very enjoyable. I was still, again, in awe of Kyle Fletcher's transformation. Uh, again, he must be on the Ben K regiment. Sorry we didn't ask the little about that. Uh, but again, next time, we we got to say some stuff, but... Uh, no, I, I, I love Aussie Open. When, when, you know, you introduced me to Progress, and that was a team I saw uh, multiple times. I was like, wow, this is my, my favorite team right now in the world. They, they're yeah. just like a, a modern, like, Motor City machine guns to me. Yeah, they're, cool. just, they're so smooth. They rock. They're so smooth and fluid. <laughs> Alex, we watched uh, Aussie Open, the Velocities. Alex was on his, uh, his 2009 I8 Indie Wrestling Rants. Uh, apparently that evening. Just kidding. I thought I thought it was my flippy shit. <laughs> uh, number eight, Briscoes. Uh, I mean, they're just they're they're if there's a tag team list, they're gonna make it every time. They 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 age like fine wine, and to this day, Jay Briscoe is still the scariest human being I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> Yeah. Like every time he cuts a promo, I believe that's gonna happen. <laughs> like I like I truly believe that that oh man, he's God, they're so tight, man. They're so good. They're one of the greatest tag teams Alex I've ever seen in my entire life and I'm glad they're still going and I hope somehow in twenty twenty two we get them in FTR. Because that's gonna be so good. Who's going to win that match? Like, it's sexy. I mean, it was a tremendous, you know, dream match, if you will. I mean, FTR and Punk and Moxley last Dynamite um, last week. And that match was great, but, like, FTR has just been booked so weird. Like, they're the heavies, but they just lose all the time. And it's just, like, they're not chicken shit heels. Like, you people wanted them to, you know, out of their to see them wrestle, and it's just like, ever you, since you the Bucks that? match, just nothing from them. They're just lackeys. They you, were better you know, off with Shane McMahon. Oh, God. No, them and Tully are fantastic. Like, they do the hand thing, they got the midnight I agree, screen. but just like their showcase and their presentation is just like, you know, he's just winning on YouTube isn't enough. Like, they should be getting these marquee wins. They should be the tag champions right now. But, okay, but let me ask the you. Dinosaur the dinosaur and the son of the Dylan end? Walsh needs to be going for those titles. At the, at the end of the, the day. Titles. But at the end of the day, if they lost eight dynamites in a row, and then they get booked in a high-profile match, how excited are you going to be for that match? Jacked, right? I mean, pretty excited, but you know they're going to lose. <laughs> but, <laughs> but maybe that's when they win, but I doubt but, it. I don't but, know. And, and maybe just, it is, but, that, but that's my point. Is How is that not your so, tag team? How are they not your champions for like a year plus? That's, that's, where, I'm, that's where I'm going. That's, just trust me on this. FDR okay. is so untouchable that they don't have to win. You're, you're never going to say, 
I I do not want to watch an FTR match if they're in the match. Oh, I got to sit through this FTR championship match. Yeah, Yeah, you're never going to say that. That's the beauty of them. It's it's just like um, like Darby. I've I've seen Twitter. Why would you Why would you feed Darby to Sammy again? It doesn't hurt Darby. Stop. No. Stop. No, he's that Jeff Hardy of the modern era. The new modern era. It doesn't hurt that they lose. You know, um, I, I, people people keep freaking out about um, how the Young Bucks always beat uh, best friends. Best friends don't aren't hurt by losing. <laughs> it, like there's certain people that are just so good at what they do. Yeah, that you, you can use them to elevate things. You know that's why, in my opinion, Pete Dunn is the NXT, like, gatekeeper right now. Hmm. You could use Pete Dunne in any way. His job is to build other stars, essentially. And himself, because he's young enough. Yeah. Yeah, he's still, what, 25, 26? Yeah, he's some crazy young age. (laughs) If that... You know, it's like, oh, my God, uh, CM Punk finally lost a match. What does that mean? It means nothing. It's called telling a story, and a guy is so it good, it doesn't matter. Brian, Brian Danielson not being able to beat Kenny Omega or Adam Page. Why would they sign him if he's not going to be their guy? Are you, stu- are you that stupid you can't see this? <laughs> like, that's what I don't understand about people. You, 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 it doesn't matter. And, like, I, I, and FTR to me is a little different because I agree with you there. They're in such a weird area. But let's not forget they've already had a long title run. People seem to forget that they've already been champions. They've, they've made events in pay-per-views. Put them on the back burner. Let's elevate some extra teams because if you need it, it's just like Kento Miyahara. In case of emergency, <laughs> break glass. That's what they can do with FTR. True. It's just like the box. You know, you, you got something with Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus, and I and I I don't think they're nearly as good as FTR. You know, I I don't I think there's a few teams that are not better than. I get but it. I mean, they they paid their dues. Meaning Jungle Jungle Boy has. I mean, Luchasaurus. Well, and over. I, you know. So why not? Yo, try? they're totally over. I mean, they they've been over since day one. Even though I remember seeing that game, I was like, that's not gonna work. And I'm like, oh yeah, they got a they got a hand wave. They got a guy. In- <laughs> You know, but he's known on you know for Big Brother, so you bring that fan base, and you know you have a kid that you're like, wow, he can actually wrestle. You know, it's just not privileged, if you will. You know, um, R.I.P. Luke Perry, but you know, it's just like he just won the fans over instantly. And just so think, and, think and of they Christian titles. Think yeah, of how much more I mean, over they're going to be when Christian turns. You know what I mean? Who's he going to team with? That's the interesting question. You know, as crazy as this is, I would love to see Sean Spears go with him. You know what's weird? is For some reason, I thought I was like, Sean Spears. I was like, wait, but he's part of the pinnacle. Yeah, like, that's that why. That would be cool. But you never know six months from now what, how that goes, you know? True, true. So but it, no, it just... I, I swear to uh, Yahweh, I was like, wait a second, Sean Spears. And you're like, you know what? That's crazy. <laughs> uh, my number seven team of the year was Next Dream. Kenzo Miyahara, Yuma Aoyagi had a nice little tag run there going. Um, 
really, really, rejuvenate, really rejuvenated that tag scene after they kind of yeah. just didn't know what to do with it. Um, so really enjoyed their work in 2021 as, as a tag team. And it, and it was, it reminded me, like I always said of old All Japan, why All Japan was so great is if you're not in the heavyweight title picture, they would put you in a tag team. They weren't using Aoyagi, mm-hmm. who they've, they've elevated now as a star. I mean, he was in the three-way with Miyahara and Jake Lee. I said I, he's going to win the carnival. That's my pick. And obviously, Miyahara, they were waiting until restrictions are lifted. Um, as of April, uh, full capacity on in arenas in Tokyo. Really? Holy moly. Yeah, so Japan, um, starting in April, will be at full capacity. Um, so Can they maybe, clap? So maybe or can they hear more than from what I've heard, and I could be wrong on this, but from what I've gotten from it is you can choose to run full venue or you can choose to run half venue with cheering crowds. Interesting. Because they still want to, if, if, I mean, you know, depending on the money. Yeah. Like if you could raise the tickets a little bit and then do it. Mm -hmm. Yes, it would be good. But, you know, there's still, you know, Japan is a smart, safe country, unlike most of us here. And they, you know, they want to make sure we want you to be entertained and be able to cheer, but we're going to want to put separation between people just because of the spreading of germs. You know, so it'll be, it'll be interesting to see how they do it. But, um, and also apparently coming up shortly, I don't know if it's in April as well or, or sooner, but the quarantine restrictions are going to go away. Um, entering the country like how you can enter in you know america and england and stuff and all that that's why a lot of these guys like ospreys work in the mountains because there's no quarantine restrictions japan's out of that five-day quarantine i think is what whole moon told us um or seven Mm -hmm. day but apparently that's going away which means people can travel to and from japan and not quarantine the minute they walk into the country so we may start seeing uh, like New Japan might start going back to normal, if you know what I mean. We might get Jay White back there, Will Osprey over there, Aussie Open back over there. Um, who, who's to say we don't see the Bucks randomly show up or some people from AEW show up? So <coughs> get ready for. And what's cool is it cycles. It makes each company so much more fresher. I think with Jay White, you know, people are saying, "Oh, who's that?" or that's not a big reveal. That's a huge reveal if you know him. I understand the frustration. Um, but, you know, do your research. You'll be pleasantly surprised by his promo, um, his transformation with his looks and his saunter and his character, um, and his matches. I mean, he's that classic slow burn heel that could turn it up right away. And yep. just like, wow, great final six minutes, you know, um, of a Jay White match, you know, that's either going to lead to – some heelish tactics, but, um, or, you know, just tremendous wrestling, you know, hit you with the blade runner and boom, you're, it's over. Wait, but uh, could, I think Kanosuke, that's, that's wonderful. Huh? Uh, Kanosuke Takeshi said this time he wants his American run to be longer. Yeah. You know, so we, we might, we He's might in the Midwest. Seeing... I would love to see him live. I'm oh, not man. even kidding. I've seen him once a, live, Alex. Huge. And it was awesome because it was Kanosuke Takeshita, it was Mao, and I can't remember the third guy with them, but they wrestled Shima, T-Hawk, and Lindemann. Wow. Um, and that was at the DDT the show. That man. was That's ironically the show that, that turned Isaiah into a T-Hawk fan. 
because um, he he chopped. Do you think he locked eyes with T Hawk and then that's what hooked Isaiah forever? <laughs> Maybe, or it might have been how like I went to like take a picture with him and he was all like smiley and he was like, "Oh, that guy's so dreamy." And then and then before he could ask for a picture, Good she God, came over. Shima kept coming over and trying to get in the picture, going, "Ah, oh, Minnesota, let me in the picture." And I was like, "Oh, okay, fine." Oh yeah, Shima. tell everyone your uh, your Shima story. Oh yeah, we went to uh, when we were online, right? And, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I had I had sent a well. I'm friends with them. I, ironically, I've, I've been friends with them since like 2010 on Facebook, and then. On Instagram, I messaged, I sent a message, and I was like, and he's like, ah, oh, hello, Minnesota. And he, like, I was like, ah, oh, that's funny. You know, wow, he probably just saw that. And then when we were at Cork and for DDT, I went to buy a Strongheart shirt. And um, I was like, you know, oh, it's, you know, it's a pleasure seeing you guys. Shima, I saw you in, in Chicago at Dragon Gate USA back in, like, 2009. He goes, oh, Minnesota. And I was like, holy shit. And, uh. So I went to get, I was like, you know, Tia, can I get a picture with you, man? And she was like, ah, me too. And he's like climbing on the table to like get in the picture. And and then uh, we went, so then we went to the, um, uh, which one, Fight Club Pro show. And it was, it was Shima and Seiki Yoshioka against Tia and Lindemann in a Strongheart Stronghearts match. That was the show that had Jimmy Havoc, Masashi Takeda, Ricky Shane Page, and Drew Parker in the main event in a death match, which rocked. And oh, and it had strong BJ against Aussie Open. We got to see live. Oh wow! And and randomly, it was uh, Chris Brooks and Kid Likos against uh, Miko Satomura and returning from the WWE for one night only, Akira Tozawa. It's the weirdest wow. shit I've ever seen. Yeah, I didn't go to that. And then and then it was the Bravados. I think it was against uh, Mao and Mike Bailey in the opener. Hmm. And then there was a random uh, Chihiro Hashimoto against Dash Sako match, too. Like, the show was incredible. Um, we found out about it when we were over there and then just bought tickets. It was great because all the, all the Japanese fans are trying to, like, do the American stuff. Mm-hmm. So, like, <laughs> like, they're going, holy shit, holy shit. There's, like, the death match, and they're, like, all, like, they're like they're like stomping and cheering and like yay and they're all like not being quiet down. <laughs> it was so fucking cool. That's but uh, awesome. so That's I'm like really cool. you know I go to get a picture with uh, Lindemann and Seki Yoshioka who now is in Noah, and um, I buy another shirt and I buy another pair of wristbands and um, I had just got done giving a T-shirt to that dude who knew who I was that works at Corkin who was like, oh, I follow you on Twitter, and he showed me his phone, and he followed WrestleCast Radio. Whoa. And, uh, did I ever tell you that shit? Which you can, too, at WrestleCast underscore SFM. <laughs> so I'll finish the sheet with you, and I'll tell you that real quick. And um, so I'm trying. I'm going to get a picture of those guys, and then I hear Shiva, hey, Minnesota, me too. And I'm like, oh, damn it, here comes Shiva trying to get another photo. And I'm like, I just want to take a picture with Lindemann. <laughs> I mean, it was. Uh, I I I mean, I don't care if he buttered me up. I spent like a hundred bucks with those guys. I bought two shirts, two sets of wristbands, like you name it, man. 
Isaiah got yeah. a shirt. Like <laughs> we're like Yahtzee. But uh, do you think, um, or not? Not do you think? I was gonna say, um, if I ever have the awesome opportunity, especially with this beautiful blonde, luscious locks that he has grown. Uh, if I have ever had a ch- have a chance to meet uh, Lindemann, um, I would probably take a picture with me, like, next to his bulbous thighs and be like, yeah, like, do the thumbs up. Or, like, do the, uh, the Triple H, like, point and be like, yeah. Fucking hey, thighs of steel and power right here. El who's Lindemann. say things are lifted and, you know, Maybe in 2023, a year from now, we can go do the the Golden Week in Tokyo again. You know, maybe you can come with us. Me and and Isaiah were like, after we went, we said, we're going to do this every other year. We're going to save money for two years, and we're going to go every year. So we were like, we're going to go in 2021, and then obviously COVID happened. Yeah. So, like, but we honestly are going to try to go, like, every other year, like, it was the greatest trip of my life. I've ne- I will never. And it was great because it was a it was a twelve hour flight, but it was a straight flight, so there's no no layover. They just yeah. they just load you up with booze, so you just fall asleep, which is fantastic. <laughs> it's all free, and then um, you have like three hundred movies you can wa- pick from to watch. Like I watched that weird movie where Matt Damon like gets shrunk, and then like falls in love oh, with yeah. like. Yeah, that, yeah. I just like rarely watched that. We watched uh, that movie where Jennifer Lawrence is like a um, like a Soviet Joy. agent or something. What, what oh, was it called? Uh, yeah, yeah, Red Sparrow. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say Red Sonia, but but there was no Ernie Reyes Junior in that. <laughs> but like, like get off of me, you buffoon! What he yelled at the fat guy. Um, yeah. But like, it was it was fantastic. Like it was just we just slept, and then. Watch movies. We we'd sink the, the movie at the same time on the plane. Well, so we did business economy. That was so like the one in between first class and normal. Yeah. So it was only two seats in a row, and we had like they went back and we had like elevated feet rests, and they gave us like blankets and pillows and headphones and like a bunch of stuff like that. And it was only like four hundred more bucks. Which I know, I know, it's like holy shit, four hundred more. Like I know four hundred more, but you figure two hundred each way for twelve hour flight. Yeah, you know, it's not like a three hour to flight to Vegas where, you know, I'll I'll save the two hundred and just sit in that in the my corner. The corner. What? Um. Wow, that sounds dreamy. The first How class much flights that we could see in front of us though were um. They like. Oh, what was it? They had um. Is it like those pods? Yeah, they had like beds that turned into like seats, and they had like tea. It was crazy. Wow. But I think we spent sixteen hundred total, and sixteen hundred got us round trip flight, hotel, and the Russell Kingdom tickets. Or, or no, maybe it was sixteen hundred each. Sixteen hundred each sounds right because we st- we have stayed eleven nights in a hotel. Yeah. Wow. And then we got round trip, um, direct flights, business economy, and um, 
Wrestle Kingdom and New Year's Dash tickets. So I mean, yeah, so it was like fifteen hundred a piece, which isn't bad considering you know you're no. flying, that's twenty four hours worth of flying and eleven nights in a hotel, and that hotel yeah. had a free breakfast that was like bigger than the old country buffet. Oh, oh. oh, it was just immaculate. It was all there was like a full American one with like pancakes and bacon and sausage and this and that. Then there was like all fruits. Then there was salads. Then there was an all Japanese one with like rolls and sushi and rice. And then there was they had champagne on New Year's for everybody. And like it was like the greatest buffet ever. Like oh my god, it was incredible. And we and we got hooked up because Joe Doran when he was leaving, he he grabbed oh. the. The guy, the line guy, he goes, yeah, these are a couple of good Midwest boys. Make sure you take care of them for me, okay? He slaps them on the back, and then he's like, yes, Mr. Doring. And we're like, holy shit, Joe Doring, what's up? That's cool. Did he give you his Ribera jacket afterwards? No, he probably would have beat my ass if I asked for it. I'm going to go no, there this next time, though. Give it to you. <laughs> like, you could get one, right? You're a wrestler. Mm-hmm. Like, you could get one, correct? I I, I'm going to try. The next time we go, we're going to go to Ribera. And I'm going to be like, look, I got this. I got all this. I got all this. I got to ask Danny Duggan because he got one when he went there, when he did a tour of DDT. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. I was that experience for him. Jeez. He he worked uh, Endo and Sasaki, and he tagged with Antonio Honda on one of the matches. Jesus, that's like the total opposite end of the spectrum. Comedy and, like, legit wrestling. Mm. That's really cool. But that's so DDT in a nutshell. Yeah. Yep. I mean, that's um, what makes but, them uh, great. So when we were in standing room at New Year's Dash, this guy who's sitting at the top of the stairs, like the security guy, and they don't check tickets. You just walk around. Like they're, they're so chill over there. And the, and like we're sitting there and we're we're drinking our strong zeros and we're kind of I keep seeing the security guy look at me and I'm like I say I don't know why that guy keeps staring at us and he's like well do you have your ticket in case he comes and asks us like we're doesn't think we should be in person yeah yeah I got my ticket he comes over and I'm like fuck and I'm thinking you know just like it'd be at the target center or something he's like let me see your seats and this guy goes I'm sorry but I know you you're famous and I was like no. And, and and Isaiah goes, that's not Daniel Bryan, because I had the beard and everything. Oh, yeah, and, yeah. And um, he goes, no, no, look. And he starts fucking with his phone, and all of a sudden, WrestleCast Radio, it's his following. And, I, and Isaiah goes, you have got to be kidding me. <laughs> I was like, yeah, let's go. That's insane. You are and, uh, and I was like, oh, my God. And I, like, I like hugged the guy. He's like, oh, thank you. And I was like, oh, it's so crazy. He's like, sorry, my English isn't very good. I was like, screw that. You're great. And then he's like, uh, he's like, are you going to more shows? And I said, yeah, I'm going to be at Noah. He goes, me too. And I said, I was like, oh, man, well, I'm, he goes, I have to go to work now. He's like very, very sure about that. And I was like, man, I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to, I'll be right, you know, I'll be there too. We got to run into each other. And we go to Noah. And he's, it wasn't Fight Club Pro. It was Noah I ran into him at. And, him and he's got another another guy with him, an American. I don't know if he's American, but he spoke English. And um, he's like kind of talking, and, and um, I'm like here, and I give him like all three Russell Cash shirts that I brought on the trip, and I give him both of my bracelets that I had, or all four of the ones I brought. 
And he's like, I can't take this. And I'm like, no, no, man. And, and, and his buddy's like, he didn't bring a present for you, so he, like, doesn't want to take it. I go, tell him that what he, you know, and I, I looked at him, and, and he, you know, he's trying to, you know, he's trying to communicate, but he's in the best English. And I was like, what you did for me at that New Japan show was greater than any gift you could give me. Because that makes me feel like we're actually doing this and people hear it. And he's like, oh, thank you, thank you. He's like, your guys are great. And I was like, and he pointed at Isaiah and goes, is that the other guy? I go, no, that's definitely not the other guy. And Isaiah's like, ah, way to throw me out, you know. <laughs> I was like, that's not, that's not Alex, that's, that's Isaiah. But it was, it was so cool. That's incredible. That's, that's like something you'll, you'll never have happen again. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it was still cool when I was like out when those LA Jews at all, at that press conference. The yeah. way in where Cody was doing with Nick Aldis. No more. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You were talking to Jesus right? Yeah, hell yeah, man. And he was it's, like, "I'm, I listen to you, I follow you." I was like, "What?" It's it's one of those things where it's like I don't want to even use it as like a brag. It's more of a. It just feels good to know that. Even if there only is two people, at least yeah. we're doing something entertaining enough to make two people listen to us. Yeah. You know, so dope. Um, but getting back to the tank team of the year. Number six. We on, yeah, <laughs> number six for me was the Usos. Um, I mean, they, they dominated a very depleted tag division. So yeah. it was expected, but... I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna shit on their work. I, you know, I think they're one of the greatest top five tag teams of, of all time. You know, we went over that with my when I did my top 100. Um, but I have to have the Usos there, and my number five, which we've already talked about, so I don't need to say anything. FTR. Sorry, I was trying to look up something. My number five happens to be a, uh, a team you have already talked about. Um, but, uh, I, I dig them as well. And I would say the Usos, you know, have, you know, the bloodline storyline has benefited, I'd say everyone involved, Paul Heyman, you know, utilizing his, his creative genius to, you know, kind of get those wrestlers over. Um, and they did a hell of a job and they, and they played not lackeys even, they're not stooges, you know, they get put in random predicaments or like, are you, you know, you <laughs> their loyalty and he makes them question themselves and it's an interesting soap opera at least so you know I'm I'm always down for these like you said you can make me that time wow they are legit you know top five top ten you know all time tag teams uh, definitely top five in the WWE um, so yeah uh, Uso's my number five well that's the other thing too with them is part of the reason I had them so high is because of the longevity and how much tape they've made you know, some of these other teams you'd want to say they need to be better, but they don't have the longevity. And, you know, there, there's not enough stuff on tape on some of these teams to really, you know, you can't, you're going off of what you just assume because you can't see the body of work, you know. Um, my number four was a team who was a bright spot for New Japan in this division. And I thought they really got going to the end of the year. I, I, I stayed into them. That's the dangerous Techers, Zachary Jr. and Taichi. Yes, yes. Oh, I love it. I love it. Um, God, that's so cool. Uh, my number four, uh, Sam's the Lion. I really dig their work. 
I think the adding of, uh, you know, of course it's a, a faction per se, but multiple people have been zagged chance within them. You know, Tanaka joining the fray earlier in uh, 2021 as well. Um, they even like to wrestle each other. So how cool, you know, <laughs> is it that I could say, you know, two zag teams, but um, I would say, you know, just, they're just fun to watch, uh, especially in you know, the different, you know, areas that, uh, you know, it's kind of a dream team of sorts, if you will, um, mm-hmm. you know, 45, you know, year old plus dudes uh, just looking to kick some ass, <laughs> you know, and, and, and it's great, you know, when you got Muda Mokazuki, who's, you know, pulling like triple duty, if not more with different promotions, uh, you know, Masato Tanaka and now you meet, I always mess up his name, so Mara Fuji, um, you know, kind of a Hail pseudo cap. Yeah, I was I was messed that up. <laughs> Pardon me. Um, but Keiji Moto uh, would probably disagree with that because he's the leader of all of professional wrestling in his eyes, even the sports entertainment side. But uh, M. Alliance, <laughs> I think I'm tag gold, you know, lost gold, good stuff. I'm all for it. <laughs> he said, like, we're going to come back anyway. Don't you worry. Um, <laughs> uh, my number three tag team of the year uh, is a team that we watched have one of the best matches in pro wrestling last year. And that is the Lucha Bros. Yeah. And, I mean, they're just, they're so fun with everything they do. Um, there was no way to not put them on there as number one for me. Oof. Or number three, excuse me. Yes. I, I saw the number um, one on something and I was like, wait a minute. That's not right. So we're going to essentially kind of jump off. I mean, you pretty much said it. Lucha Bros uh, is, oh, sorry, Tackers is my number three. Lucha Bros is my number two. Um, We were fortunate to see Lucha Bros and the Young Bucks probably compete in one of the best tag team matches I've ever seen. <laughs> um, albeit it was live, but also again and again. Uh, just tremendous history. And, you know, for that being the formidable feud, you know, when AEW was created, um, you know, the go-to feud right away, you know, kind of, you know, we were saying, okay, you're oversaturating what made these teams special when they wrestled each other. You know, it got a little too much to have that ladder match. I think you despised um, at All In. I think it was the first All In or All Out. I apologize. Um, so not, you know, it was, say, it's not that I know, despised it, but I, that was what I was really in my I don't care about ladder matches phase. Yeah, it was the same old shit. I totally get mm-hmm. it. Um, and Dangerous Stackers, I, I dig them. I, I think Taichi is so underappreciatedly progressed so better when I used to like, when I would see him come up or I would hear the first two seconds of his theme, I would fast forward. He did not interest me. He was boring. <laughs> um, the entrance was too long, a little sloppy in the ring, a little heavy, you know, sweating, you know, like Shane McMahon, but 10 years younger. But, like, he just improved, and Zack Sabre Jr., just to kind of have him by his side, that technicality, um, you know, and, and still being part of Suzuki Goon representing them is just tremendous to watch. You know, I believe they formed in 2020, you know, officially, um, especially when Taichi moved up to heavy. 
And uh, I think they've worked tr- uh, greatly together ever since. Found their niche. Again, one gold, lost gold, one gold again. Um, so, yeah, I mean, techers are great. Uh, again, Lucha Bros, you know, just a notch over. Um, but my number three and my number two. Um, my number two uh, goes to goes to uh, Alto Lovello Kamali one. Um, yeah, Julian Siori. Um, they had the fourth longest t- title reign. Goddess is a stardom reign in history, 280 days. Um, only teams that beat beat them out were Oedo Tai, uh, Hanakamura, and Kagetsu. Thunder Rock, which is Io Shirai, Mayu Iwatani, and then BY Ho, which was Yoki Obito, and Yuzuki Aikawa, which I don't necessarily count because they had a 433 day reign with only two defenses. And so, in my opinion, behind Thunder Rock and Ueno Tai, uh, also the Velokabale ones, their longest reign. And not only was this reign so good and important, mm-hmm. but you were able to put Julie on the back burner while keeping her hot. Yes. And then Siori got to, like, like they wore different gear than they would normally wear. They wore these, like, random, like, camo gear, and they came out with, like, guns. Like, it was all just weird. And, and like, Julia always came out to Siori's music. Like, she wanted to elevate Siori was her point of it. And out of this gimmick and their tag run, did. yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. they, they, they won the titles April 4th. Um, uh, one of the one of the what was it uh, the Yokohama Cinderella show Yokohama Dream, and then they they lost them finally this year on the ninth in a, in a cork and all showed a, a Hazuki and Kogama, the Fukuoka Double Crazy is what they're going by. So I mean they held them from April fourth throughout the entire year last year. So just an incredible title run, like I said, two hundred eighty days. But this made Siori just so so incredible. And Julia shows that she can do anything in, in the wrestling world. Um, you know, I've, I'm not going to lie. I feel weird, spoiler alert, that Julia and Kento Miyahara were not on my men's or women's wrestler of the year award last year or for this year. But yeah. behind the scenes in the tag division, they did so much to elevate their companies and those titles Agreed. that they yep. get the point. So, and, and I'm not going to lie. I almost put Alta Lavello Kamali Wan number one, but I couldn't do it. Uh, my number one, I went with the Young Bucks. I yep. mean, they just, you know, champs for most of the year. Everything they touch is gold. There's not a there's not a match of the night that they won't steal. You know, they're the greatest <laughs> tag team, I think, in pro wrestling history. I I don't have anything else to say. I mean, it's just, I don't, I don't need to put over the Bucks is how I feel. Yeah, no, I mean, every big match, they're also my number one. Um, I mean, they, they took out some pretty heavy hitters. I mean, their match is double or nothing uh, with Kingston and Moxley, two teams that know each other, you know, two actual, I mean, two brothers and two best friends, you know, who are like brothers that grew up together in this industry. Hell, again, both set of teams did. Tore the house down at Daly's Place. Um, at Double or Nothing, and, and as, you know, we, we stated earlier, you know, just the uh, the awesome match with the Lucha Bros and the Young uh and them uh, at All Out there, the, the Steel Cage match, the, the Nikes with the uh, thumbtacks and the nails just sticking out, um, and they made shoes cool. I mean, the only gimmick, the only thing I hate about the gimmick is Brandon Cutler. I get the, he's supposed to be the annoyance and whatever, but cut him out and it's fine. 
You know, he's I their Isaiah. The cool. <laughs> oh, come on. He's their we gotta bring it like like we gotta bring Zeke with, right? Yeah, of course we do. That's yeah. our boy. Also the Young Bucks disbanding SCU this year. You remember that? Yeah. Made you know Ah, oh, it was so sad. And now it's a tremendous the giant angle on being the elite. Ah. Um, I mean, just, uh, again, just match after match um, until, of course, you know, I don't know. It was just, just good stuff. Yeah, yeah, like you said, and and the stuff they're doing in 2022, uh, you know, Rapungi Vice, you know, had a tremendous match on Rampage a yeah, couple weeks that was ago. Fun. Yeah, the last um, week. So, you know, it's just, just some interesting stuff that they're doing there, and, you know. I don't know. Like you said, they they could be considered the best tag team of all time. I, I do Even want you to know Alex, that uh, somewhere right now, Siori is staring at you. Whoa! I hope so. Going, how in the hell did you not put Alto Lavello Kamali one in your top five? Because I haven't watched him, and I want to be. Ignorant. That's fair. That's fair. You don't watch Stardom. Never mind. You're right. I'm pains me because again, the shit I've watched. Like I forgot the event that you that I did watch this year. I, it was the Moonlight Kid switch, but I couldn't remember. So like on my best shows of the year, I have like Stardom show. Was that the <laughs> June Cinderella one? It might it might have been the June Cinderella that had the first because Bobby it was Fiori also show. you know a <clears throat> Shuri match on there as well. Yeah, and then you know. Look, Tam, Matt, you know, there, like it was such a good cover. I was like, which one was it? And half my notes transferred from my notes <laughs> to the iPhone, and it was I, like any of that. I need, I need to retract my statement about Alto Lavello Kavali one, and and not come at you that way. And and Alex, I apologize. And in the words of Lavar Ball, stay in your lane. I will. I'm sorry. Thank you, LeVar. And I do have Sydney, by the way. I'm like, hey, what's up? Hello. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. I always forget the thought. There's some other weird one on there, too. I don't know what that is. <laughs> Hello. Oh, it's him saying cock. That's what it is. <laughs> I always thought he was saying cock. So he's saying cock. You know what else I have on here that I I miss, Alex? Then we're going to get to the next category. What's that? Oh, this song was amazing. Man, boy, WWE dropped the ball on that one. Is that over the American Males theme? Hell yeah. Well, the American Males. Is it over the glorious Bobby Roode theme? Oh, man. It's really good. The American Males is is so good because of the guy who comes in after doing the American Males party. He's like, the American Males, you better knuckle up because they're going to toughen up. Oh, American <laughs> males. Like, that guy kills it. <laughs> yeah. Nothing, okay, nothing will beat this. Nothing will beat this right here. Well, I 
really don't know how to say it, but I guess I love you. Nothing will be fucking Ken Oka, baby. Yeah. Oh, I love Ken Oka. Hey, yay, yay. All right. That got me going. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, woman's Russell Lear, Alex. Uh, my number 10, you mentioned her just a few moments ago. And while she may not have won the, the accolades that some of these women have, she definitely changed the landscape on a lot of things. And she has been mentioned in numerous categories, not only, uh, not only by me, but you following up in them. Uh, my number 10, Starlight Kid. Oh, very awesome. Yeah. One of the best turns of the year. Uh, Moonlight Kid, as I like to dub the, um, <laughs> she is actually my number nine, uh, wow. is Starlight Kid, so um, I have some stardom on my list, and I've actually watched multiple matches in a year to judge and say, okay, these women are, tr- these athletes, these wrestlers are fun to watch, and myself and a lot more people need to get on the ball. And I'm happy that they're getting, again, that Noah, you know, surge and word of mouth, um, you know, like Noah did last year in, in 2020. Well, wow, two years ago now. That's crazy. Um, you know, kind of that build up, you know, with the Goshiyazaki run, uh, more stardom is, you know, kind of was getting a little buzz, you know, kind of then as well. But 2021 with the, the trilogy, um, or some say four, uh, but the trilogy of matches with o- Otami and um, and Shiri, uh, you know, it was just something where you're just like, wow, this is exciting. And like you said, where Julia's taking a back seat. But also, you know, with the champ, you know, just like, hey, let's go put on some camo and carry out some guns and murder some teams. <laughs> so it's very cool. <laughs> And and Starlight Kid, you know, again being a Wado tie, you know, the heelish goth faction, if you will, uh, just is playing the Spartas and it part very well, embracing it. Um, and she's twenty, so literally, like the moon is is at her beck and call. So it's going to be interesting to see her career. <laughs> so that that is your your uh, number nine, my number ten. And just real quick, give me give me that number ten one, just real quick. Uh, my number ten. Oh, uh, Miyu uh, Yamashita. Because I saw Cyber Fight 2021, and it was amazing. And I was like, and I saw her in a few other matches. That was uh, Yuka Sakazaki, uh, right? Yes. Um, And I love Yuka Sakazaki. You know how much I I dig her. But um, she just shocked the shit out of me, and I loved her. And I was like, okay, when I see her on the screen, I stop and I watch. (laughs) <laughs> Hell yeah um, I'll give you the next two here My number nine Goes to Thunder Rosa Who I thought just had a hell of a year In AEW I'm glad she's getting a little bit of a breakout After being Cobra Moon in Lucha Underground So good to see Thunder Rosa coming out And Only because It was such a comeback story and I just like the seriousness. It's almost like a Dean Malenko-esque gimmick. My number eight, yep. I, I went above her, was Serena Deeb. Nice. I love I just, you for that. I just, 
you know, like I I like Thunder Rosa more than Serena Deeb, but I just dug that seriousness, the professionals, professional or whatever on her yeah. jacket. Like she's great. So I, I, I threw in at number eight, Alex. Um, Serena Deeb is actually my number six. Uh, I love how she shows the character of like, I'm better than you. I'm tired of being <laughs> held down at the promotion I've been in. And she's just showcasing and and having random uh, random tips with uh, her Karushita, uh, which led to some pretty good matches. You know, I think one of them had an okay finish, uh, but the other, the first one truly was a banger. Uh, and they had like a ringside like debacle. I think we were there for that, or it was a week later. Anyways, uh, it's just good <laughs> stuff from Steve. Um, and then, as you mentioned as well, uh, Thunder Rosa, my number five. Uh, that lights out, you know, non-sanctioned, bloody affair that made two stars that night for All Elite Wrestling um, in Thunder Rosa and and uh, Britt Baker, DMD. So, uh, yeah, it was just Thunder Rosa just killing it there. Uh, you know, like you said, just kind of went to, you know, different fuse, didn't hang on to the Britt Baker, let that build into what we are getting, you know hopefully soon. So. Oh, yeah. Who is your uh, number eight, Alex? Uh, my number eight uh, is going to be Bailey. Uh, before she got nice. hurt because of the mandatory, uh, <laughs> you know, practice that they had, which she Sorry. didn't need because she's part of the four horse women. Um, and, and what she did in that feud with Bianca Belair after Belair wins, you know, of course, the the historic match against Sasha Banks night one of WrestleMania, um, just I, I thought that was a tremendous feud. Uh, you know, I would see bits and pieces here, you know, since I don't watch the E regularly, either on Mondays or Fridays. Um, I would see clips, you know, and, and kind of follow that, that feud because I was invested. I'm invested in both wrestlers. And so instead of trying to sit through or waste DVR space, because that's for real housewives, of course, um, you know, I just watched the clips. But when they showed that package for their, I think, the second match, I was like, wow, Bailey is just doing fantastic work. She is playing, uh, you know, the anti-hugger still, the Karen-esque character. Um, and just helping to build Bianca Belair just showcases what she did. And I get that again, you know, and then she gets hurt, and it's unfortunate. But I think what she did to kind of, you know, didn't do the Kane-Daniel Bryan, you know, feud, if you will, after winning a championship, it, it kind of built, and I thought put Bianca Belair to a great start. Um, I should probably point this out just because you have as we're going. Uh, my number four was Miyu Yamashita. Uh, obviously, you mentioned Cyber Fight. Uh, her her matches with uh, Maki Ito, her matches with Mizuki. Um, she had some good tag work. Pink Striker Miyu Yamashita is just is one of whoa is whoa is one of the best. Wrestlers. <laughs> <laughs> that kind of just came out. Um, she is truly one of the best women's wrestlers in the uh, in the world. I I might even put her as the best women's wrestler in the world. I would argue it, but. The only thing that stopped her was the lack of big-time title matches, I think, this year, is why I had to put a four, because I had three that just had, they had more big-time matches, whereas oh, yeah. Yamashita was just so dominant, she was so great, but 
you know, it's, it's just a circumstance of booking, and it's it's a ranking system because of it. But yeah, yeah, Miu is just incredible. She is she is tremendous. Uh, my number seven, uh, former Impact and uh, Ray the Reigns champion in AAA, Diana Perazzo. She owned Impact. She owned that women's division. Everything she did was fantastic. She carried herself like a champion. She had she had Nick Aldis feel as a champion like he did when he was NWA World Champion. Um, mm-hmm. And she was always the best match of those shows half the time. You know, there, maybe one other person would, would have, a, have a match of the night, but every time Parasso was on the bill, you knew you were getting something good. And she got, she got released from the E after going up to Monday Night Raw, and she came back with a chip on her shoulder, and she showed it in 2021. Huh. I like that a lot. My number seven, I believe we are on, or I am on, um, is uh, Tam, Tom Nakano. Uh, yeah! Just will come at you um, and then just, like, hit, you know, like, I'm going to hit a, an elbow, you know, but do, like, a flip, and then I'm just going to hit a moonsault or a cutter. Like, she just does crazy-ass things, and then, you know, she has moves called the violent screwdriver. That's not too bad. Um, you know, and, and then, you know, of course, she was, uh, again, still new at stardom, but she was the white belt champion, I believe. Yes, yeah, she, uh, she beat Julia. She shaved her head. So, and, yeah, so they, they had that infamous feud, which, uh, again, seeing clips, you know, on, on the stardom YouTube channel, which is free, and they have, sometimes they just air free events, so Definitely subscribe to Stardom on there. Um, yeah, their their feud was intense. It was inside, uh, but more importantly, outside of the ring as they would, you know, kind of fight and battle in, like, alleyways or, you know, the backstage area, and it was just really cool. But, no, Tom Nakano, just, uh, again, what's great about Japan is just, like, these wrestlers are – so young, and it seems like wow, they're already at their prime, and they just got so much more time to go, and it, it, it's just exciting to kind of see where where they're going to go, and and Nakano <laughs> is just wrestlers where I'm like just in awe. So uh, Tam Nakano, my my number seven. I I truly wish that I could have had, um, I I wanted Tam Nakano on my show, and I just couldn't for whatever reason I couldn't find a way to put her in and I ah like I regret it all the time but it just (laughs) I just I couldn't I couldn't sneak her in I couldn't figure out a a good way to sneak her in really so you put Deanna Parazzo over Tom Nakano in your top 10 I respect Deanna Parazzo the forbidden door the collector of belts Deanna, three belts, four belts, however she had. She didn't even know the origin of the CMLL or AAA belt that she was. She was like, Reina's they what? I don't speak Spanish. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, those were her words, I believe, on Busted Open. Uh, don't quote me on that, but uh, something to that effect. And she was like, I don't know what title I won. And, you know, again, she, she's good. I mean, uh, you know, definitely a, a, a bigger landscape than – you know, that we seen prior. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I think 
Tam Nakano is just a far more superior, more watchable wrestler she, where you give me she, 10 and 10, and I'm going to have more fun and, and enjoy a crazy violent match where you're just like, wow. <laughs> How did that just I happen? agree. I agree with everything you said, but in my head I'm going, I don't want to have, I already have a third of my ballot. No, excuse me. I already have four, I, I have four stardom on my ballot. I'm like, if I had yeah. Cam now, I, half of my ballot is started. I have to be a little diverse. And that's why I didn't add her. She was my number five from stardom. Wow. And that's crazy because so, she had such a good year. I mean, she, she made events in the, uh, the Tokyo Dream Cinderella in March. You know, yep. like I said, she, she's the one who shaved her head, you know, against Julia. I just, it, it, you know, at some point it's just, you, you got to spread it out, and that's what I chose. That's why I'm glad you had her, to be honest, because that helped. That makes you feel better with it. Um, but my number yeah. six, uh, Bianca Belair, won the title Ooh. at WrestleMania, um, had a nice little run. She won the Rumble. She had a good first half of the year, was was starting off quarter three okay, and then August happened, and then the rest of the year just dropped her off my ballot almost. <laughs> Um, yeah, but that first but half of the year in December, it's she. She had such a good first half of the year. She's my yeah. number one in the second half of the women's ballot. Is kind of how I look at it. Um, great... You go with your number five because I have to go check on laundry here. So after you do your five, I'm going to give because I'm pretty sure they're all the same. You've already mentioned one. Um, and you mentioned your number four, which again was Miyu Yamashita. Yep. So I have my number um, so I'm five. I'm going to give you my two, four, one. three, two, and one, Who and then you can sum them all because you're way tighter at that. So Who, your, number was your number six again? Uh, my number six, Serena D. That okay? Yep. Okay. Perfect. Uh, my number five was Saya Kamatani. Um, she just had Ooh. a a year where she continued to be put into a situation where she was getting title matches and kept, kept losing, but kept fighting. Um, you know, she, she, she just started wrestling in 2018 on top of it. Um, she finished number 20 in the top tag teams with, uh, you know, with, with Queens quest there. Yeah. Um, but she, she won that wondrous stardom title. Finally, um, it was in it was that final show uh, the, the 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 dream queendom the one that we the one that you watched that we interviewed uh, uh, Crispin Ashley on um, that was yep. the twenty nine show she beat she beat ironically Tam Nakano for the title um, she had <laughs> so a title she's the one who beat okay yeah yeah Tam you know what's the Tam Phoenix Splash right yep she's the Phoenix Splash one she wears the green and white and she's Tam the has three of the one day just uh, trying to wick her part uh, Abushi. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She was the one who busted and told Rossi. She wanted to work Abushi, yep. <laughs> but yeah, Sai Kamatani, just, just tremendous. I, I mean, you know, you can't talk about a, a bigger, you know, Cinderella story, if you will. And that's kind of what mm-hmm. she did when she won the Cinderella tournament. You know, Sai Kamatani finished my number two most improved year over last ironically nice. behind somebody I'm going to talk about here in a couple minutes, but I just, I mean, Saya Kamatani at 25 years old has the world in front of her with this company. And 
they have to be so excited to have somebody like her uh, at the top of their cards right now. Huh. My number four, uh, as you mentioned, uh, history. Night one, WrestleMania, Sasha Banks took on Bianca Belair. It was her time to shine. She also shined, like you said, at the Royal Rumble, uh, you know, kind of going toe-to-toe not only with the Queen, but at many of the other wrestlers uh, to kind of cement it was her time, and then her time it was as she won. Um, and then, of course, again, that match at Mania, just tremendous. Uh, you know, the emotions prior was just like, okay, this is going to be great. And then it ended up, you know, exceeding that, giving her that win, that moment uh, for both of them, really. Um, you know, again, just kind of with Sasha here and there, whether it's injuries or, you know, kind of doing cool stuff for Mandalorian. Uh, you know, she was kind of 2021, as was Bailey with the injury. But, again, I just loved what she did to elevate Belair at my number four. Um, oh, yeah, I said you were going to talk to him. Um, but anyways, I'll go three, two, one. Uh, I got the DMD herself, Britt Baker, uh, Shiri at my number two, and Utami Hayashishida, uh of Stardom, which had a trilogy, if not uh, just a collection of fantastic matches over at Stardom World. Uh, you know, Utami and Shiri, and just great stuff and, and masterful storytelling. Um, check them out if you like wrestling or you're intrigued to get into Puro or Joshi and, and that is your Joshi glory uh, or your portal, I should say. I was going to say glory blank, but <laughs> I already has that term. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Britt Baker had the year you could dream of. The only problem is for me as well, she finished number three because there was two women that took over this business the same way Okada and Omega did in 2017. Uh, my number two, CRE. My number one, Itami Hayashida. Uh, I'm the exact same as you on that one, two, three. Hayashida and CRE, feud of the year. We both said the same thing. Um, I'm kind of seeing a, a I'm kind of seeing a, a, um, a pattern going here, which I'll be interested to see later on happening, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's just what Tommy and Siori did in 2021 was remarkable. The only reason Siori for me was behind Utami was because Utami was defending that title, you know, for months before the feud even happened. I mean, it's just, just incredible between those. That It's two of the best years you could ask for. You know what I mean? It was just incredible work by those two women. Um, Male Wrestler of the Year. I, Alex, do have an honorable mention that I had to put on the list, even though we were only doing 10. But I couldn't fit him in the list, but I had to talk about him, and I think that's fair. Um, I'm, I'm, guess, I'm guessing, do you have any honorable mentions as well? Well, he just took it off to do his laundry. That's right, I forgot. Um, so, you know, I, I guess I can talk more about it, but, you know, if you, if you haven't, take a look at Utami and Siori, they had their, their Sarm Grand Prix match, they had their match to June, excuse me, holy crap, I'm getting tired, I don't know how I'm going to do this interview, two, two, two hours from now I'm going to be interviewing Stuart Fulton, <laughs> so I'm like insane, I like it. Um, but Tommy and Siori, 
I mean, there's it just it was some of the most incredible stuff you could you could ask for out of two women who just clearly brought to the table every single thing you you want them to bring to the dance. And by no means will I ever discredit anything that they have done. No. True works of art. Alex, okay, great. I was, um, I forgot you had left and I went, oh, crap. Alex has just left and then I stopped talking like a buffoon. (laughs) Um, So, uh, men's wrestler of the year. Obviously, you know me. I have an honorable mention because that's just what I do. So, oh my God, I just got mad heartburn. I apologize. Um, I wish I could have fit this guy in my list, but I couldn't. But he damn sure deserves to be talked about. Um, honorable mention for me, Alex, is Matt Cardona. Oh, I love it. Because. Every single company that this guy went to work for, he would continuously treat it like it was a big effing deal. He would promote it on social media. He would talk about it to this person and to that person. He would, like, it was just, it was remarkable the the effort that he would put into trying to get over the match he was going to be in, the show he was going to be in. The, he, he's always put in top-notch work. And he is a guy now who has proven on multiple times, bet on me because I yep. will succeed. And I just, I couldn't ignore that on this list. You know, what, what he did at GCW, now he's the NWA world champion. Um, just everything about Cardona is, is, is a ray of sunshine, and I'm happy for the guy. You know what I oh, mean? Oh, it like, worked. It, it like, worked you know, perfectly, yeah. It's, we always ask, like, God, I wish we could see somebody who actually, like, cares about the business. You know what I mean? And and this mm-hmm. guy, you can truly tell, you know, gives a, gives a shit. It's good to have him. Um, so my number 10, officially, is the man who finally, finally got the push we've asked for. And he wrote it out until the end of the year, but unfortunately got injured two days before the year was over. Not his fault. Ooh. But Jake Lee, Jake Lee, I love it. Champion. He is my number ten, Alex. God, he truly has done the uh, experience, the boyhood dream. Jake uh, Lee, a la Shawn Michaels, <laughs> a la the uh, back body drop finisher he used to have before he became, <laughs> God, you know, champ over in all Japan. Shout out Sega Genesis, a Royal a Rumble. Hey, my number ten. Um, <laughs> <laughs> my number ten. Uh, Christian, the guy won three titles. Hey! Um, the guy wrestled for three companies. WWE made a tremendous comeback after I, I don't know. I think seven years or six years of in ring. You know, from he WWE. used them to get a contract. I loved it. Used them to get a contract with All Elite Wrestling. Uh, again, just title after title after title, uh, or main event at pay-per-views, I should say, didn't win championships, but main event at pay-per-views, but then won an impact, you know, championship, you know, for a second as well. So pretty awesome kind of doing that forbidden wall thing, but also going back to that Christian Cage, uh, roots, um, you know, that he, uh, planted, uh, an impact during his other post WWE run, but Christian, 
Uh, gotta love it, and we got to see a tremendous match at All Out with Kenny Omega yes. uh, for that championship to then get two of the best debuts ever um, in in anything. Let's be real. But Christian, my number ten. Hell yeah, uh, my number nine is a guy who we could see hopefully, hopefully, please, please soon in AEW if he truly is a free agent. But this guy I spoke about all year that he's going to be the world champion coming up here. This guy's the real deal. He is the goods. And I'm glad that he, he won the title even though it was for five minutes. But hopefully the guy <laughs> we see on our TVs on TBS and TNT yeah. soon because he's so damn good. My number nine, Josh Alexander. Yes. Love it. Love it. Uh, my number nine, uh, Hangman Adam Page again hey. at their press conference for All Elite Wrestling was like, I'm going to be your first world champion. Uh, he was in, I believe, the first World Heavyweight Championship match yep, against Jericho, Jericho, which Jericho wins. Uh, so, again, starting that long-term uh, storytelling. Uh, but, again, you know, palled around with the Dark Order, did some of that, kind of stepped away from the Dark Order, had to figure out himself. Uh, you know, of course, his friendship with the Bucks, you know, kind of, you know, deteriorating. Of course, uh, him and Omega weren't on the same page. Uh, but again, you know, did some fun stuff. And then one of the coolest things ever, dressed up like, you know, the marshmallow, Stay Puff Marshmallow Man uh, <laughs> in the uh, infamous Ghostbusters Elite uh, event uh, on, for their Halloween episode, which pissed a lot of people off. Uh, but seeing him come out as Stay Puff as the foil to foil the, uh, the Elite there was really fun. Um, and then, of course, uh, finally, securing the bag, if you will, uh, seeing a live, uh, even tremendous. We saw him ride a horse, uh, you know, kind of past the Target Center, uh, you know, over on Hennepin. Seventh, uh, seventh, or what, what was the first down? So very cool uh, to see and to experience that and, uh, you know, just having a hell of a year. Because, oh, yeah, and then he engaged in a feud with Brian Danielson uh, <laughs> and had a tremendous, hour-long Broadway, uh, you know, at, at December. So, uh, you know, they have their rematch in January. But uh, a five and a million and a half stars uh, on that match. But, uh, yeah, Hangman Adam Page by number nine. Uh, my number eight is a man who finally achieved the dream in December uh, at the at final battle. Um, was a great oh. tag order throughout the year. But everything yeah. he did was just tremendous. He, I mean, this is this is the epitome of a professional wrestler. Got his own company started now with Baron Black, and sky's the limit for this guy. I can't wait to see more of him. But that's Jonathan Gresham. Yes, Germanus. My <laughs> number eight. Uh, he's better than you, and you know we all should know it by now. Maxwell Jacob Friedman cutting promo after promo after promo. Like he told CM Punk this year, that's a crazy thing to say. As he told uh, CM Punk, you know, hey, you hit your ceiling at the pipe bomb, but every week I bring it and it's better than the last. And it was just searing. And then, oh, yeah, he told Darby Allen again, a great feud, wonderful buildup, tremendous match, uh, you know, that he had. 
And, you know, they, you know, just just a heavy feud where you could feel that tension of who is going to be, you know, the flag holder for AEW. Not Cody anymore. Um, but <laughs> also, he told Brian Pillman Jr., uh, you know, that his mom should have did something else and then looked at the ground when talking to uh, Brian Pillman. And just he cuts you to the core, and it's tremendous to see. And also, he is that musty attraction since he doesn't wrestle that much. But when he does, uh, whether it's in tag or solo, you know you're going to enjoy it. And uh, he's improved in the ring uh, from when we first saw him or from when I first saw him back in 2018. So, uh, MJF, my number eight. That's a, that's a great, great pick. Um, I like that I was a bit different. Like, this is good. Um, my number seven is a man who had the world not been a little weird and I guess him not being a little weird on top of it would have put him much, much higher. Uh, but number seven for me is Will Ospreay. He won the IWGP title May 4th and then did not show back up until the Dome the following year. I know he worked consistently over in New Japan and America and, like, yep. Pro and such, and he was great in Pro. Got a great feud going with uh, Ricky, Ricky Knight, uh, Ricky, Ricky, what is it, Ricky Knight Jr., RKJ, uh, Cal Newman he had some fun with, Michael Oku. Um, you know, I mean, the Pro show I'm watching right now, uh, Michael Oku, Will Ospreay, might be my match of the year. It's right there with Nakajima and Doe for match of the year. Holy shit, was that match good? Alex, I can Facebook you a, a um, I don't want to say bootleg on the air, but that type of a link so you can watch that whole event. The whole event is it's well, you just here. did. <laughs> yeah. um, the, the high, uh, high stakes Rempro show this year was incredible. Oh my God. It's it crazy. So I mean, I, I omitted Osprey off my list, which is insane to me. Um, because, you know, I was like, oh, yeah, he was injured for, like, nine years, you know. But really, it was only, like, seven months. I mean, still over, you know, half a year. No, he wasn't, but he was wrestling. No, where I meant to go was I didn't see his ref pro stuff. Oh, gotcha, So it was kind of like an out of sight, out of mind, you know. I knew he showed up in Warrior Wrestling, you know, which is really cool. Yeah, was the title You know, but didn't see or hear any of the other stuff. So, again, Great matches at Wrestle Kingdom, uh, whatever <laughs> yeah. that debacle of a championship is. But uh, you know, but you know, that's my number seven, Alex. Uh, my number seven, uh, the true leader of Congo, uh, telling Mudo to be quiet, grabbing the mic, and then telling Shingo get the bleep out of my ring. Uh, you know, at Wrestle Kingdom night two. But anyway, besides that, they built up to this shit as the true leader, and then he recruited, you know, uh, uh, Katsuhiko Nakajima, you know, in the Congo, and then, you know, he's just riding bikes into, you know, um, uh, Takagi, you know, at the Cyber Fight Festival, and, you know, just (laughs) doing un-Kano-like stuff, Uh, but, oh, yeah, he can also just kick the living hell out of you to your head, to your chest, to your knees. He will chop you down, and it's wonderful to see Kano, my number seven. I love it. It's once again one of those things where I tried to make my list as diverse of a group as possible. 
I am so happy you put Cano on that list because he deserves that. Great. Kudos, kudos to you, Alex. Oh, well, thank you. Um, my number six goes to a guy who, while he wasn't the 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 ace of it all, um, but he was for part of the year. But the rest of the year, he ended up having one of the most compelling storylines in one month than almost anybody in the entire year, which immediately added him to my list. This guy was the the top. Every time he stepped in the ring, he was the best guy in the in, in the ring. Uh, my mm-hmm. number six, the newest member of Z Brats, Shun Skywalker. Wow, I love it, Z Brats. Toys <laughs> coming back. Andy just um, justice, motherfuckers. <laughs> um, my number six. I'm looking at my list, and it's so hard to decipher because anyone could be number one, two, three, four, five, and six. Um, the wrestler I have now shouldn't be at number six, um, but I'm trying to think. He's over these people, but he's not. Um, so I'm going to go controversial, even though it was wonderful to see him multiple times. Uh, you know, this uh, in 2020, i got to stop saying this year, but in 2021, um, especially after, you know, not seeing him for seven years. Uh, my number six, CM Punk, uh, you know, just debuting in Chicago, you know, the first dance, getting those million viewers, you know, just being the man, doing the promos, Darby Allen being his first match at All Out, uh, Eddie Kingston, a, a quick makeshift feud, uh, I think with less than two weeks build, but it was wonderful to kind of see that, that realness, that exposure to their history. Um, and then, oh, yeah, MJF. Uh, you know, so with him only wrestling, you know, a couple of months this year, kind of coming out uh, for for four months or so, uh, he made a tremendous impact. Again, if I was the mark I was 10 years ago uh, for him, he would be my number one, no doubt. Uh, but maybe that just showcases my growth. Uh, that I would drop CM Punk to number six. Hey, that's that's awesome, man. I, you know, I thought about adding him on there, and then I was like, the only reason I didn't was because it wasn't a full year of action, but it was. Which yeah, but is the kind impact of, in those four months. Yeah, you know, everything you're saying is correct, and I and I I I 100 percent historical. But as I said before, it was such a good year. I just couldn't help but put people in. You know, even the next yeah. guy that I'm going to say at number five was somebody who I didn't want to put as high, but I just couldn't I couldn't argue with what the last three months he did were, even though the first three months of the year were trash. But my number five yeah. was the American Dragon, Brian Danielson. Ooh. I mean, the three months that he gave for AEW was just out of this world. And still going I, strong. He was my wrestler of the year. Had he had a whole calendar year? I mean, I'll just mm-hmm. be honest with you. Um, but he used that to time to eight. heal, to be with his kids and his wife. Uh, fast update here, uh, Mr. Uh, Stuart Fulton said, uh, just just messaged me. I'm very sorry, but I have a family matter and I won't be home in time. I'd appreciate if we could reschedule again. It's my sincere apology for today. I said, no worries, real life happens. 
And I'm actually glad I don't have to stay up till 2 a.m. to do an interview. So I'm not mad that he has to reschedule. So no Stuart Fulton in two hours. Well, well um, we hope you are well, Stuart. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's what I said. I'm like, dude, real life happens. Don't, 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 you don't have to send me this paragraph. Like, I get it, bro. You know, shit happens. Trust me. Yeah. Trust me. We understand it. <laughs> as retail people, things happen. Yeah, I was about to say, we work retail. <laughs> So I hope all's well, Mr. Stewart Fulton. But we'll uh, we'll get that rescheduled. Let you guys know with that. So, uh, um, with th- with that being said, uh, your number five, Alex. Uh, my number five uh, is your number five, but he was originally my number two because I'm such a mark uh, for this iteration of Daniel Bryan, Bryan, you know, Daniel's an American Dragon, Dragon American. Uh, I mean, <laughs> just tremendous hey, stuff. And, you know, again, the rumble to them needing him to main event WrestleMania to then get uh, double pinned, which was really cool to see, even though it was, you know, crappy. But, hey, and then he was like, enough is enough. I'll teach you how to bury somebody. (laughs) I can't wait to see him in AEW. You want to take me up? And then, you know, to see him come out. After Adam Cole at All Out, uh, just a, a, a tremendous scene uh, to then again that world title eliminator tournament. Uh, him and Rusev a full gear with that awkward DDT off the top rope. Um, but it was just great, tremendous work putting talent over. A spoiler in the 2022, by the way, uh, his match with Lee Moriarty. God bless AEW yeah. for giving him them time because. Uh, Danielson was like, "We're gonna show, we're gonna make you a star tonight," and the crowd wow. was into it. Uh, just the, the power of Brian Danielson as a career. People I've been hearing, man, I've been reading or listening to. Uh, people are now putting him into that Mount Rushmore spot. They're saying of the modern era, Brian Danielson is the best wrestler, and I can see how after twenty plus years of doing this. It just seems like he's just getting started, and that's the scary part. Um, and it's just wonderful to watch. But, yeah, Brian Danielson, my, my number yeah. five. And, and I've always said, Alex, I think his Ring of Honor stuff was, like, blows yeah. this away. Yeah. Like, oh, my it's God. It's a, watching... a milder version of that, I'm sure, but it's still fun to kind of see him teeter the line. You know, he's tweening, if you will. Uh, but again, I knowing that, yeah, I can be an asshole. Mm-hmm. Was like, look what we can do to these people. Like, he's so tight. I, I'm telling you, you yeah. need to see his, his two, his two big matches with uh, Nigel. Man, were just fuck, just so good. Um, my number four, Alex, on this list goes to a man who walked into 2022. As your IWGP World Heavyweight Champion, this guy has had arguably him and Masaki Mochizuki, I think in 2015 it was, one of the best matches I've ever seen in my life. And this guy came to this company and continued to do the same thing he was doing. But on March, since I saw him in 2000, what, 2004, I think it was, in the St. Paul Armory when he wrestled B.J. Whitmer. But my number four, Shingo Takagi. Yes. Uh, I'm a shingle mark, uh, just so I could yell shingo. Uh, also, shingo. again, uh, my my number 
four. Yeah, I did go Shingo four. Um, anywho, uh, yeah, I mean, him winning the championship, you know, what is he, the third ever out of four uh, IWGP World Heavyweight Champion? Uh, having a, uh, a respectable run, kind of carrying New Japan during this awkward time for that company. A tra- I mean, I would say 2020 was more that their transitional with the evil thing, uh, but I thought Shingo did the company very well. Uh, again, having great matches, representing in, in the G1, um, you know, to, again, you know, beating, you know, Okada for the title. And you're just like, what? Mm. What's happening? Uh, you know, so, uh, you know, kind of doing that there uh, was, was tremendous. But, yeah, Shingo, uh, God, this New Japan run, you know, since he came in, uh, God, four years ago now, I believe, uh, just great to watch and, and to kind of see them going forward is, is wonderful. So, Shingo, yeah. along with Ryan, my number four, I'm assuming we might have the same number three then. Um, maybe. I'm assuming there's going to be – I'm assuming that there's going to be some – we're not going to have the same one through three. I'm just going to say we're that. We're not. Okay. I, could be, I could be wrong. I could be wrong. I could be right. I could be black. I could be white. What was that song? I mean, one of my wrestlers involves the G1. So let, let's, let's just say this. My number three was the man that they would say hailed from North Carolina. Okay. Uh, world champion... Almost the whole year oh. had banger after banger. Alex mentioned against Christian Hangman Page. Great stuff with Moxley. Grand Slam uh, with yeah. Danielson. I mean, this guy was a treat. My number three, Kenny Omega, ladies and gentlemen. If we curled your hair, you could be like your fellow Canadian brethren, Kenny Omega. And, um, and, since you know what I forgot to do, I had it queued up What's and that? I didn't do it. I was going to say my number six, Alex, was the man who screwed this guy Get over. Oh. That's, how, that's how I was going to play the uh, the Shin Skywalker. <laughs> that's awesome. But let's not forget with Kenny Omega, as we do have him on our soundboard, Kenny Omega, as he once said on TSN. His favorite hockey player, ladies and gentlemen. We're talking Timo Solani days. Oh, yeah, baby. Oh, yeah. What was that? Kenny, can you say that again? Kenny? We're talking Timo Solani days. Oh, yeah. Let's go. Suck my dick. <laughs> <laughs> Kenny Omega, my number three. Um, Alex, my number three. Two? My number three is Ryan's number three. Um probably one of his greatest rivals, especially to get New Japan into this Western market uh, that is America. Um, he's the man that makes the rain. He's your G1 winner. He's the guy oh! uh, kept the fans, you know, like, hey, you know, we're, we're still New Japan. We're, we're not hurting during COVID. He even made a shirt that's anti-COVID, which was awesome. Um uh, Kazuchika Okada, I mean, again, just great matches with Shingo. After a while, I was like, why am I complaining that they're just fighting, like, all the time? It's where we get in, you know, Americanized wrestling. Not AEW all the time, but, you know, especially what we're uh, sensitized to with the WWE. Um, you know, I was just like, at least it's freaking quality, and they changed it each time. Uh, but Okada, Osprey, Okada, awesome. I mean, just... 
so many great matches, uh, you know, and then him, you know, kind of getting that, that, you know, that, that mojo back, if you will, uh, leading into New Japan in 2022, as we witnessed. So uh, Okada, my number three, uh, and Omega is my number two, the belt collector. Great stuff. Don Callis, wonderful stuff. The painting thing was kind of interesting. Um, again, the Cutler, the whole entourage thing was eh, uh, but it grew on me. I get this was a stylish cleaner. You know, this wasn't your leather coat. This was like, I'm the big time. I'm the EVP. I'm running video games. Uh, and again, the space just jam. the matches. Huh? We did the Space Jam entrance, which was great. Yes, the Space Jam entrance. Um, the North Carolina, you know, kind of nod there. North uh, Canadian. <laughs> but, uh, again, championship match, championship match, after championship match. Uh, him and Rich Swan at Impact, uh, even with that yeah. scary-ass uh, DDT spot. Um, and then also, uh, you know, the, the he match had he had. Not Laredo Kid. Who's the yeah, guy was... in, in AAA? No, it was Laredo Kid. Was it Laredo Kid? Yeah, because then um, he was gonna he was gonna have the match with Vaquino, but then it didn't happen. And and then you know of course the bangers of Brian Danielson at Arthur Ashe Stadium. Uh, I watched that match. I kid you not, three times that night. Uh, <laughs> louder and louder. Didn't you Phoenix in AAA too. Oh, uh, did he? I don't know if I watched that one. I, I Maybe think he I might did. Have had a, Defense at, uh, against Phoenix, too. It just seems like he always only has, like, one defense a year. There. <laughs> I mean, obviously, getting COVID, so he doesn't have to worry about that anymore. Um, but, yeah, no. Kenny Omega, the Omega, caught on there. What's that? Like, not, not to cut you off about the Omega, but I, I didn't have the balls to put Okada on, and I'm really glad you did. Wow. I just, Even after winning the, the G1. And I get that, but, like, he had a Brian Danielson-type year to me. But the difference was at least Danielson was relevant in the first half of the year. Or first quarter of the year. You know what I mean? But, no, yeah, you're – man, like I said, I'm I'm just – shut up, lady. I'm more just happy that that you had him because I didn't do it. You know what I mean? So, I'm just – what would Kudos you rate you. my growth from when we first did the awards to now? Oh, this is you. You don't have anyone from the WWE on there. Oh my God, I don't. I I I was like, he's going to have Roman Reign, Roman Reigns top five because he's been champ for the entire year. Ew, no. I mean, no, his I matches were good. I mean. His single matches now comparable to, you know, three years ago as champ or whatever, far more tolerable. Again, the character work is, is wonderful. The the turnaround that he's done as the head of the table, remarkable stuff. But it was just nothing. I would never go watch any of the matches again where mm-hmm. everyone on these on my list is like, yeah, I would watch their matches going forward or rewatch some of their matches from 2021 or prior. Oh, yeah. So that's hell where I yeah. kind of go with that. Well, look at your women's list, too. Like, I mean, look at the amount of stardom people. And you don't even watch stardom. Like, I don't mean that as a bad thing. You just don't watch stardom. You know, you have... Yeah, not consistently. You have a, but like I said, I'm a YouTube subscriber. I see that you're, stuff. You know, you're a very and busy person. And I've watched, person. like, four shows. 
you're, you're a very busy person who is a movie junkie. So wrestling takes third precedence. That's fine. You know, no, no disrespect whatsoever. I'm sure when I decide to start dating, I won't be watching Freedoms and Wave. <laughs> you know, I'm going to have to cut something out of my life. But right now I'm just <laughs> living the single life and I'm, I'm, yep. I'm absorbing every single piece of wrestling I can find. It just, it is what it is, yep. you know? So cool, whatever. But even in the midst of that, like I said, you had three stardom women, including number one and two on your list. It's, yeah. you have, you have done a complete flip. You, you're not, you're not, see, here's the problem with WWE fans is they're brainwashed into thinking wrestling should only be one way. You, <laughs> like most people were, were brainwashed that wrestling should only be one way. And then yeah. you, you manage, you manage to come out of that brainwashing coma and you woke up and realized that that's not what wrestling really is. And now you're just boisterous about how great, 20 different promotions are. Like, man, I would love for you to watch a 666 show with me. Like, what are we gonna, like what? I can't wait till the day we review a 666 show and talk about a Ram Kaicho match. <laughs> like, I mean, what, I have watched a few Choco Pro. See, so. let's, like, that's what I'm saying. Let's go, man. So, no, you, you have drastically, and I think for your sake, it's made you a smarter wrestling mind. Yeah, I think oh, by I seeing everything, you you understand what you're watching more. So things mm-hmm. things are more. It's not as transparent where it's like I'm watching this guy do that. Oh, I know this is that. Now you're like, well, we should maybe maybe try to figure out why they didn't do this with that. You know, and it's like, yes, let's go. You understand? So yes, uh, long winded to answer your question. A hundred percent. And it's a perfect segue to my number two, Alex, because I truly believe if you would have had more time to watch wrestling, you would have been on board with my number two because my number two didn't even make your list. My number two was the man who won uh, not only the the DDT tournament, but also the DO at the end of the year, or he won the KOD and he won the DO. He's been the champion beating Akiyama during the, the summer and has had one yep. of the best runs he's ever had, including one of the best matches I watched of all of 2021 uh, against Yuji Okabayashi, which we'll talk about later. But my number two is the true ace of dramatic dream theater, and that's Kanosuke Takeshita. This guy yes. had a fucking banner year. This, this I think, was the it, – it, it sucks, in a sense, to say this because you couldn't watch it, but this was the best year of Kanosuke Takeshita's life. I mean, this was oh, just... I, I agree. God, Even looking cool. at pictures of him, he's bulked up. He looks tremendous. Um, again, he randomly showed up at AEW randomly, yeah, which is yeah. a really awesome surprise. Um, and sorry, sorry, Ryan, I don't want to toot my own horn, but when I did watch DDT <laughs> on the reg, if you will, as the cool kids say, I think uh, uh, Takashita has been on my list at least two times for wrestling. Yeah, season. oh, hell yeah. So, Jesus. I mean, I, again, but that is thanks to you, of course. But, yes, no, I'm I'm very happy, and I'm so pissed 
because every time I would see a graphic on Russell Universe, I'm like, God, he just looks like a star. He's a stud. He's only like 26. What's happening? <laughs> He's tall. He can swan time. Uh, he can, like, dive. He can hit suplexes, brain busters, whatever you want. Sakashita, Takeshita. Hey, I said it right. Uh, we'll give it to you. And, and he just makes DDT uh, fun to watch. He's that serious aspect. Um, and his story is even greater. Uh, check out Vice, the wrestlers, and their DDT episode. That made me appreciate that company when I was ready to write it off. And a great segment on uh, Takeshita's history with DDT and how we would write them letters as a kid to train. And finally, <laughs> they brought him in. And it shows, and yeah, it, it, it's scary. Well, come to America and, and take it over. I cannot wait. Alex, Great. the only thing left for you is to say Corican. No. Corican? Ah, look at you, man. Look at you. You're a different dude right now. Oh, yeah, because I always you... say Corican or some shit. Yeah. <laughs> this award Corican? show has, has changed Alex into a better, a better fan. We're so oh, happy man. to have probably, him. <laughs> it's probably because I was climbing a 20-foot ladder all day today. <laughs> God, I'm yeah. Like, if anything, go back and watch that Takeshita Okabayashi match. It was, whew. oh God, yeah. That's, I mean, God. him. I did see him in Akiyama. Which okay, I yeah. But then, Okabayashi, then yeah, match that's Pan. my wheelhouse. Let uh, me guess, though. Did Okabayashi slam him at least a minimum of three times? Oh my God, there was the a, there was a discus lariat he hit him with where I thought Takeshita's jaw was in the like the seventh row. I was like, holy <laughs> fuck! <laughs> like he he did the Brody Lee discus, but like it mm-hmm. was just straight disgusting. Like I was like, that's it, he's done. I was like, we got a new champion, <laughs> and then he kicked out. I was like, no, literally, I'm dead. I was yeah. like, there's no way he tagged up. He hit him so hard, so hard that this bitch from four years ago came back into relevance. Kapuya, kapuya! Like that's how hard he hit him. <laughs> um, well, that's awesome. I'm assuming because if you don't have him already, there's no way you left him off your list. Because if you did, I would hang up on you on the show. Yeah, take it um, away, man. He's my number one. He's your number one. He should be everyone's number one. Take it away, right? Katsuhika Nakajima, this man came from a bad title run in 2017, I think it was, and and rose back out of adversity, adapted this this just silent assassin moniker gimmick. He turns on Go Shiozaki, the man who he was with in Access, who was arguably the best tag team over the last two, three years, and just goes on this diatribe of death. Him and Kano with, with Congo, he wins the N1 voyage. He beats Marafuji. He he mm-hmm. wrestles Kano in, in the N1 victory final in one of the best matches I've seen in a long time. I mean, this guy's this guy has the most charisma I've seen in a wrestler who doesn't say a word in ages. When he pins your, when he's standing there and he's getting ready to jump and put his feet on your face and spread his body sideways and lean out the rope and just push and crush your face while smiling at the audience 
But before he does that, he finds that corner post cam, smirks, yep. points at his eyes, and points at the camera, and then just smokes you in the corner for five seconds until he has to let go. I mean, this guy is just – he's on another level. As I said before, the, uh, the, the New Year's show where they did the boy band pose, which randomly had Hayata on there, um, Nakajima and Chiyazaki – Five hours into the year, I have my match of the year. Like, I was glad it didn't take long for me to find the match of the year. <laughs> you know, when he takes a moon, a flipping reverse or a flipping release German suplex off the fucking stage to the floor. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and that's not even talking about how stiff he is with everything he does. I mean, this guy, this guy's year, this, this to me was 2018 when we talked about Walter. Or 2019 when we talked about Mitahara. Or 2017 when we talked about Okada. 2020, I think, was a little bit of a mixed bag in our voting, if I remember right. But if you remember, 17, 18, 19, all we did was talk Okada's year, Mitahara's year, and Walter's year. 2020, Hmm. I think, might have been Osprey. But this is the same thing. This is the... I had the same feeling I did when we, we boasted about Walter wrestling... Tyler Bate at Hello Wembley and then having that match a month later with Osprey. Like, this is Okada having the matches with Shibata and Omega twice or three times and so on and so forth. Like, I mean, his year that he had with Shiozaki and the, the two matches with Kano, I mean, god damn, man, Nakajima is, is just on another level right now, man. <laughs> It's so I, true. I mean, again, that devilish Cheshire cat grin that he does, whether he's, you know, like you said, putting his uh, a feet in, in someone's, you know, face uh, or, and you know, holding on to the ropes doing the uh, tribute to HBK, I'm sure. Um, he's doing that yeah, right. No, Nakajima is just, he, he's, he's, a tri- he's a pleasure to watch. He's a treasure to behold. Um, you know, every time where I'm like in a funk with the wrestling, I'm like, oh, and then I like watch a Nakajima match and it just rejuvenates me. And then when he faces Congo stablemate and Kano, you're just like, what? But they're, well, you know, in the same and it's some of but they don't Mia, care. They just talk- want to fight. We, we, you know, we talked about him and Kitamiya the time before, you know, their yep. cage. It's like when you watch Nakajima, you're like, there's no way that this is fake. Yeah, <laughs> like you just watch. You're like, well, somebody just got their ass beat. <laughs> Whoop. Um, Alex, we have 48 minutes left before it cuts it off. It is now 12:30 almost. Do you want to still rock out some Cody banter, or do you want to just do match and show of the year so we can get it wrapped up for your sake? Yeah, let's let's do the awards. We can talk Cody if I uh, randomly pop up on Saturday. Okay. Yeah, I, Sydney will go to bed about nine, so then I'll have free time after that. Or you know, Sydney awesome. knows, Sydney's always a fan of you, so you're more than welcome. Oh. Um, show of the year, as I as I wrote in the list, we could do five if you don't want to do ten. Did you do five or ten shows? Oh, I did five. Okay, I did ten, so I will. I will just run through mine, if you'd like, early. Yeah, go and Get ahead. these out of the way. Um, so my number 10 
was the Noah the Best 21 show. That was uh, the Nakajima Keno champion versus champion match that also had the Rungai and Ita against Ogawa Hayata, and it had Mudo and Marafuji and Tanaka against Sugara Sakurama Fujita. Also had that really fun Kinyo Okada Kai Fujimura match at the beginning. Uh, nice tag with Seki Yoshioka and Yuya Susuma against Yohei and Kotaro Suzuki. And then, ironically, uh, a fun match with Masuki Nami and Daiki Inaba and Yoshinira Inamura against King Tani Mohamed Yone and the grumpy as normal Akitoshi Sato. Um, this is a fun show. It was at the end of November. I, I, I marked hard. <laughs> I mean, I thought it was, I thought they did a fantastic job on this show. Um, and, and part of it too, it obviously doesn't help that that main event was just so flipping good. Mm. Um, then let me, uh, I'm just trying to pull up, um, everything I need to see with this. Uh, my number nine was Tokyo Dream Cinderella. Oh, uh, that was the show from uh, March that had okay. the Cam Nakano defeating um, Julia in the hair versus hair match. Also, Tommy Hayashishida against Sai Tommy for the Wonder or the World Stardom. Um, Yoshiko had showed up on that show, and that was with the Mayo Iwatani. Uh, also, Suri and Konami had that awesome match. And then Nene Takahashi showed up, beat Momo. Uh, Unagi Sayaka was on it as well. Um, so that was, that, was a, that was a nice little fun show, uh, especially with the, with the Invader. That was when they had the Invader thing happen. Um, oh. So that, that made it really fun as well. They did what? They did that. Uh, um, my then number eight show was Kobe World, uh, which had Shoot Skywalker KZ in the main event, which I believe I went mm. four and three quarters on. Tremendous match. Also that had that smart. awesome banger. Uh, King Shimizu and Susumu defeating Kaito Ishida and Kazuma Sakamoto. We had the high end with Doyen Dragon Kid, or an, uh, Ultimo, that 10 man against Agon uh, Iso. Uh, Genki, and then we had the random Genki Horiguchi winning the Brave Gate with the backslide from heaven against Kaisuke Okuda, which was just crazy <laughs> to see. Uh, Mass Gray defeated R.E.D. Uh, in a trial game Ooh. match. They had that fun uh, Kota Minora and Eita match as well on that show. Mm. Um, so that was, that was fun. Um, and then let me hit the back button again. And go to this because I did not have it loaded up like I wanted to. Uh, my number seven show was Wrestle Kingdom Night Two. That was the Whoa. Shingo versus Okada show uh, main event. Okay. Oh no, excuse me. That was the Okada Osprey. Oh. Yep. Was the main event of that? Um. Or no, was it? I'm I'm starting to second guess myself. Wait, it wasn't wasn't a bushy and yeah, I the lot. I was I was gonna go to my um, 
my actual like pages and they weren't loading, so I started trying to search for the shit. Yeah, Bushi J White, which was a, a five star match. Hiromu Ishimori, which is another five star match. Uh, Shingo Jeff Cobb, which was my you know one of the best matches I thought of the whole year. Yeah. Um, it had, I mean, it had Sonata Evil, which really hurt it. <laughs> uh, yeah. But the fun Desperado Katamaro defeating one or eight uh, Taguchi and Wato tag title match, and then you had the four way KOP, which is whatever. Uh, but yeah, this show was just really, really good, uh, top to bottom. Uh, mm-hmm. My number five, uh, six show, excuse me, was the 2021 Dragon Gate Dead or Alive show that had the uh, Dragon Kid SB Kento losing to Kai and Yamato in the Steel Cage Survival, to which Dragon Kid then shaved SB Kento's head when they when he beat him. And even though it had the you know, the less than five minute match, Skywalker and Hip Hop Kikuda match. The undercard uh-huh. on this show was so good. Um Kaisuke Okuda versus UT was tremendous. Uh and she did no, Sakamoto. What's that? Did you love you some UT? Yeah, UT long time. Uh the Ishida and Sakamoto defeated Mochizuki and Takashi Oshida. To win the tri- uh, the dream or the twin gate that was incredible. That was a, like a four and a half star match. Uh, Dragon Dia Jason Lee Lastrea beat Natural Vibes to win the triangle gate. That match was really really good. There was that really really fun out of nowhere match. It was like four and a half minutes long, but it was so fun. Uh, the Don Fuji and Ultimate Dragon against Konobami Ichikawa and Monday Ryu. It was just hysterical. It was so good. And then uh, Die Inferno, Diamante, and Hio on the losing end to Ben K, Bokudamo Dragon, and our boy Ho-Ho Loon, baby. Um, yeah. But this was, yeah. you know, the whole evolution of SB Kento, Kai and Yamato, which ended up being at final gate, the title match. Like, there was so much foreshadowing in this show that I- I'm going to remember the show. They, they ended up, that don't match to it was, um, you, you remember, it was, it was Kagatora. Kota Minora, Ryo Saito, and Yasushi Kondo, and they defeated the R.E.D. team of B.B. Hulk, Eita, Masato Yoshino, and Naruki Doi. And they kept talking about how Naruki Doi was enjoying wearing these R.E.D. garbs way too much. And Yoshino came out with the Eita sunglasses on. You remember that? Mm-hmm. Oh, it was so good, man. It was so fun. Um, this show... And I bet you would have even been higher had Hip Hop Kick would have not, you know, had that shoulder issue. Yeah, the accident <clears throat> there. Um, and then my number five to kick it off, the third time I'm going to talk about this now, uh, the Speedstar Final. Uh, obviously, BB oh, Hawk nice. and Aita defeated Yoshino and Doi 32-19 in the main event. This match was incredible. This also had that awesome Yamato Shin Skywalker title change that even though I told everybody it was going to happen, I was still like, I was still wowed by it. Um, uh, King Shimizu and Susumi and Koska retained the Twin Gates against Ben Kane, Dragon Kid. We saw Dragon Dia, Jason Lee, and La Estrella uh, retain against Aganisu, Shuji Kandu, uh, Brother Yashi, and Torawashi. And then Genki Horiguchi, who just became the Brave Gate champion, in V1, oh. loses to Kagator in 723. <laughs> Do you um, think um, 
<laughs> the, oh, the oh, opener. The opener. Dai Inferno, Kaido Ishida, and Espy Kento uh, defeat Kaisi Okuda, Kota Minora, and KZ in a seven and a half minute sprint. And that's rocked. 3,600 people at Kobe at the Hyogo Gymnasium or wherever, whatever, Kobe World Hall. It was, this was awesome. And then, I mean, obviously it was the send off for uh, one Masato Yoshino. So there was that semblance behind it. But yeah, this, this yeah. show is fantastic. Um, and by the way, Noah the Best with 3.42 overall rating uh, was the average match. Tokyo Dream Cinderella was a 3.54. Kobe World, 3.6. Uh, Wrestle Kingdom Night 2. I had three five-star matches, but it got a 3.67 because of the Sonata Evil bullshit, the King of Pro Wrestling bullshit. So that might have been the show of the year had it not happened. Um, Dead or Alive, I gave it a 3.69. And then the Speed Star Final had a 3.71 grade on it. Wow. My number five, uh, Cyber Fight Festival 2021. Uh, yeah! Was, you know, everything... Uh, from the new Wrestle Universe umbrella, of course, you know, kind of ran, you know, let's be real, by uh, uh, Senshiro Takagi. Um, yeah, I believe he's the president, right? Um, and then, yeah. of course, Marafuji, Akito, you know, kind of being, a, you know, kind of higher-ups as well, I think, VPs. Um, but, you know, just we get GDT, we get Noah, we get, uh, uh, was it Gambar? Uh, and yep. Tokyo's Roshi Pro. Yeah. Um, you know, just having, I don't know, it was like a nine hour, kid you not, it was like WrestleMania 35, <laughs> seven hour show. Uh, but I mean, each match was enjoyable. Each match was, was fun to watch. Um, and the last three, the main event I liked due to the fact that it ended KG Muto's reign, um, of, of tyranny, if you will, on the, uh, the Noah brand. Uh, but Akiyama Hiroshima was awesome to see Hiroshima kind of get that big title match there, you know, kind of co-main event there um, at the, uh, what was it, the Saitama, Saitama Arena? Yep, Saitama um, so they were running, So they were running, you know, a pretty big building that they haven't ran in a while, I believe. So has that precedence, but also that Princess of Princess Championship match with Miyu Yamashita and Yuka Sakazaki uh, yeah. was just a delight to see, um, as well as seeing, you know, uh, Katana Nanana, what was it, 337, uh, you know, Takeshita and uh, Ueno. <laughs> yes, thank you, thank <laughs> you. Be Kaito Kiyomiya and Yoshiki Inumura, which was a, a wonderful match, but uh, you know, Damnation, you know, taking on, you know, my favorite team of Mao Brooks and Shuma Katsumata, you know, kind of leaving the, the Dragon Gate days behind there in that match. Uh, again, just a, a wonderful seven hours worth of wrestling. Uh, yeah, it did seem dreadful, and I was like, oh, my God, what are they doing to me? Uh, but, again, just a nice, fun watch as DDT, um, or really anything under that Wrestle Universe umbrella truly is. Oh yeah, um, I'm gonna basically be going two companies here to close close this out. Uh, my number four at a three point seven two rating, um, the the uh, Tokyo or the Stardom Dream Queendom show that had the Siori title change beating Utami, uh, Sayakabatani defeating Tam Nakano, which I went four and three quarters. Obviously Utami Siori went five, and then the four star Julia Konami match where they was the throwback to Hanukimura 
Sullen Kanazumi Kogamala at four and a quarter, which is really good. Uh, Takumi Rohan, Mike Liwatani took on Hazuki and Momo, three and a half. I mean, the, you know, this was a show that we talked about that we came on specifically to a show for. Um, yeah, I mean, this shit rocked, dude. <laughs> this was such a good show. Eight matches, four of them are four stars, and he got another three and a half. You know, even even Ruaka versus Hanan. You know, even though she's young as shit, you know, they're not supposed to be good. I still had two and three quarters on it. Like, damn, it was a nice gentleman's three. Like, there was a fun <laughs> cosmic angels. Uh, Mike Ahimika and Natsupoi against Mita Shirakawa, Unagi Sayaka, and Mai Sakurai. I went three and a quarter. Like, just a great show top to bottom. So, Son of Dream Queen was my number four. Uh, my number four, I think, was your number seven, uh, Dragon Gate, um, uh, Dead or Alive 2021. Well, that, was that was your number six. Thank you. Um, but rock. just a, a <laughs> yeah, it was just a fun show, again, just showcasing what Dragon Gate, you know, does different, you know. And, uh, you know, again, Matt versus Hair. Uh, in a survival tag match where it, they swerved me as a wrestling fan and someone who prides themselves on guessing how the ending is going to turn out. And they're like, no, we're going like, to like ruin this kid. But it was just, just fun to watch. Um, but then also to have the future yeah. of Dragon Gate, have that showcase at the end where it's like, okay, now Dragon Gate's going to beat Kento. <laughs> you know, or, or wrestle as we can do and then beat him. Um, and, and then again, that unfortunate, you know, injury uh, from Hip Hop Kakuda, which is everything yeah. from top to bottom, faction to faction, uh, just great stuff to see. So, um, plus, you know, there was a damn Fuji sighting. So, always great. <laughs> uh, but yes, my number four, Dead or Alive 2021 from oh, Dragon yeah. Gate. And, and, and SB Kento had like the his hair was like gorgeous going into that show. Like he went and had that shit professionally done just to get that bitch <laughs> shaved off. He had that purple shade to it. Like he looked great. No, it was one of those like, well, he's losing. <laughs> like he went and spent a hundred bucks on a hairdresser to lose. <laughs> um, my number three, Alex, might be one that you have on yours. But I'm going to expect not many people are going to have this on their ballot. And I'll explain why as it goes. But my number three is New Japan Pro Wrestling's Castle Attack Night 2 from February 28th. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Now, hear me out. It's random. It was a six-man show. But your opener, Ted Koji, defeat Jeff Cobb and Will Ospreay. I went four stars. Koji more than Larry Duncan. Then you had number two, Okada, Yano, and Ishii defeat Owens, Evil, and Jay White. I went three stars. Okada via Money Clip on Owens. Gorillas of Destiny, Tama Tonga, Tonga Loa defeat Yoshihashi and Hiroki Goto. Three stars, Tonga via Gunsun to Goto. But then we had Tanahashi defeating Great Okan, four and a quarter. Desperado, uh, Bushi, and El Phantasm in a three-way. Despi wins via two Pinchy Locos on Bushi. Four and a quarter. And then Kota Bushi with a Kamagoi clean beats Tetsuya Naito. So on a, wow. on a six-match card, I had four and a quarter, four and a quarter, four, four, three, and three. 
an average of 3.75. That's that's what you dream of to have a rating of a match card. <laughs> like I it's one of those things where I don't know if I could name a hundred things that happened, but holy shit, I like that show, Alex. And I'm not gonna argue with my rating. <laughs> it was the third highest rated show of the year. Castle and Tech is your number three. <laughs> your algorithm. Um, my number three, I believe I found the date here, uh, but it is the June 12th uh, Full Tokyo Dream uh, Cinderella uh, you know, matchup there um, where again we just get it reminded me of, of again what, what women's wrestling, Joshi if you will um, can do and and Himika and Saya Kamatani. I thought was a, a wonderful, a good you know kind of one on one. Himika, I am a fan of, of course of you know Donna Del Mundo, um, you know and and just you know just fun stuff there. And you know with that size difference between these two competitors, even just made it you know cooler with Himika, you know kind of being that more imposing force there. Um, but just, just good stuff. And then, of course, this was the event. So, like, yeah. did having to go uh, to a widow tie from Stars in the emotion from Mayu saying no, no, to start, like, kids, you know, saying, what am I doing? I'm being, you know, captured. To then embracing that dark side of a widow tie uh, where they just keep adding members and members. Uh, but also one of the big things, Utami Hai Shishida, and Shuri, uh, just one of the best matches of the year. Spoiler. <laughs> but oh, I mean, that was... Just an awesome show. Again, one of the fuller uh, stardom shows that I was able to watch. I think it was like six, seven matches, but just a breeze uh, and made me intrigued, you know, to, to watch a few more in 2021. Yeah, I mean, that show, the Tokyo Dream Cinderella, that actually is what, okay, I'm, I realized that I goofed. <clears throat> that was my number nine show, not the one I read before. No. Um, so uh, Mike Asai Kamatani, I went four stars. Utami Sierra went five. The Kid has to join away with Tyler with three and three quarters. The Nakano Julia versus Shitakara, uh, Shirakawa and Momo, and the Natsuboy Azumi went three and a half. Yes. The, the problem was. Lady C, Rita, and Hita, I only went two and a quarter, and that drastically dragged it down. Oh. Saya and Himika went three and a quarter. Unagi and Mike, uh, Mikey, I went three stars. Um, yes, everything about it, you're, you're 100% right, um, was fantastic. It's just, since, since I grade, I always do an average to get my, my ranking, which maybe I'm, maybe I'm flawing my show of the year because of that. Mm-hmm. And I should do it more over emotion than statistic, but yeah, that's hey, what I meant to me. have. That's what I meant yeah. to have on, on the ninth. But yeah, I am. I would have. I would have not given a shit if that had been your number one show because of the reasons. Um, my number two show was the Stardom Yokohama Dream Cinderella from April fourth. Uh, your main mm-hmm. event, Hibika and Micah on the losing end of Siori and Julian and Donna Del Mondo versus Donna Del Mondo match, which was tremendous. That was where Donna Del Mondo or Alto Lovello Kavaliwan won the tag titles. Four and a half on that. Uh, Hayashi Shida 
uh, defeats B Priestley in her final match in Stardom, three and three quarters. Tam Nakano defeats uh, Natsupoya with four and a quarter. This was when Saki Kashima rolled up death, and then uh, uh, Gokigan Death had to join away to tie, and now she's the cigarette-smoking sad clown. That was a fantastic match. It went three and a half. Unagi Sayaka lost uh, via Fisherman Driver to Sayaka Matani, three and a half. Azumi uh, Hina, Lady C, two and three quarters. But this had, like I said, the Momo nominated Mina Shirakawa match where Momo won and basically broke Shirakawa into the company. I went four and a half. This was the best match on the show for me. Um, I still still tell people to this day, go watch this match because Momo Watanabe beats the shit out of Mina Shirakawa. Like, you're just some some idol girl model with big boobs who's, who shouldn't be in wrestling. Came over from Tokyo Joshi Pro, who just takes women like that because they want to sell tickets and train them how to wrestle. And I'm not, I don't mean that in a bad way, but that's, that's it's like Vince and the, the bodybuilder thing. Uh-huh. And you don't belong in stardom. And she put her through the ringer. And Shirakawa hung the whole time. And after it was over, Momo shook her hand. And I was like, hell yeah. I will never forget this match. <laughs> um, so that, that's why that that show just just top to bottom just graded so well with me. Um, so that is my number two. My number two, uh, we were there in November. Impromptu, no. But it was just something that we knew we had to see, even with the leaks. Uh, you know, that was exposed. Which, you know, 80% of it was true. Um, but full gear in Minneapolis at the Target Hell Center. Yeah. Just hype on hype from the rampage the night before. Wonderful show. Me being second row ringside, by the way, which is crazy. Um, and then, you know, the Max Caster concert uh, at the Poor House. Our last time we'll see Cody Rhodes in AEW uh, setting outside of the ring, um, and then, you know, of course, just, I don't know, MGF and Darby Allen, one of the God. best, if not the best opening match of any show of all time. Uh, FTR, Lucha Brothers, wonderful tag match, except for that awkward ending the last minute or so. Uh, Danielson and Miro, which was, wow, uh, that DDT again off of that, that awkwardness uh, off the top rope. Uh, interesting spot there, but uh, the submission uh, from Danielson and the Miro. Uh, apparently a five-star match, uh, a fun match, a plunder match, uh, but Cage, Jurassic Express, uh, you know, beating the Super Click, uh, Rhodes and Pac, Malachi, you know, Andrade, uh, you know, of course, uh, Tay Conte kind of trying to get her shine, uh, but, you know, Britt Baker, you know, having a great ovation, uh, but the Street fight, that was your filler. But the two that I wanted to see the most and that I was super happy with, CM Punk and Eddie Kingston, Adam Page, and Kenny Omega. Page finally gets his moment. Punk and Kingston go blow to blow in, you know, a brawl, and that's what you want in that type of setting. In that build, in that week Mm -hmm. and a half, two-week build, uh, which, again, was a – great thing to watch uh you know again what punk is bringing to this demographic to this company to these wrestlers and kingston as well uh these old heads are are bringing the history of wrestling and you saw that with punk <laughs> and mjf but they're bringing it back to the roots of the territory days they're doing that stuff uh they're bringing also of the 90s 
of, you know, the 2000 ROH, you know, eras. They've, you know, spoken their, their promos against each other. They were searing knives and backs. Uh, but it was just uh, great to see, and, and that brawl said it all. But, uh, yeah, and then again, Paige getting that moment, getting lifted up, getting that title win, saying that, nope, you know, I didn't earn it. I deserved it. Or whatever Hell it said. Yeah. Uh, no, I didn't deserve it. I earned it. There we go. Sorry, Liam Durham. It's been a long week. Uh, but no, Full <laughs> Gear Minneapolis, one of the better events I've seen in person. Uh, but there might be another one. What's your number one? Uh, so, and I got to say, too, I never put live shows I see on these awards just because unless I go back and watch them, I don't, you know. Kind of why, like, I didn't, yeah. you know, 2019, I didn't have any a lot of the, the, the Tokyo stuff that we saw, just because I didn't want to oversaturate. But um, as much as I crap on them, they're the only show that came in with a 4.13 grade on their event. My number one show, night one, Wrestle Kingdom 15. Oh, wow. Uh, top, top to bottom, Hiromu Fantasmo, four stars. Techers, G.O.D., four stars. Kenta Kojima three and a quarter, Tanahashi Okan three and three quarters, Okada Osprey five stars, Naito Abushi four and three quarters. I mean that's just that felt like Wrestle Kingdom to me, mm-hmm. and, and top to bottom. I mean when your worst match is Kenta and Kojima at three and three quarters, you mean to tell me two old fucking dudes who are past their prime at a three and three quarter match? That's a great match. <laughs> You know, and then you need to tell me the only oh, other match that didn't get the four stars was Tanahashi against a guy who's coming back from excursion. I can accept that. Still three and three quarters. Uh, but yeah, Russell Wait, Kingdom. Wait, his night, debut night. this year? Uh, last year. Oh, well, meaning 2021, sorry. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy to me. Uh, mm-hmm. My number one, as Ryan stated, he doesn't like to say it. Or sorry, were you, were you finished? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I know where you're going on this one. It's part of the reason I didn't have uh, to add it. <laughs> I think we drove there the day of, right? Got a hotel, got some goods. Went to All Out, uh, not in Chicago, but Hoffman Estates um, at a wonderful place uh, where I was like, Ryan, we should get in line. Now let's have a few drinks. Now let's get some food. Uh, Ryan, we should get in line. It gets longer and longer. It's at the corner. Eh, we'll get in, you know, in 20 minutes. I think it was 15. Uh, I almost <laughs> lost my ticket, thankfully, a guy behind us as we were walking. Um, and then all out. It was amazing and and tremendous to watch with, you know, of course, that cage match uh, with the Lucha Brothers and the Young Bucks. Uh, the debut of Ruby Soho blowing off the roof there. Uh, kind of getting mm-hmm. that pseudo home of Jericho and MJF. Uh, not the best of uh, results, um, but, of course, the the big stipulation, if you will. Uh, but CM Punk's in-ring debut, not debut, but in-ring return after seven years. Uh, never thought we'd see the day. Uh, what a better way to see it in Chicago to kind of take on, you know, one of the pillars of all elite wrestling. Uh, let's not forget, though, the reason why we went – Paul White beating QT. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> Omega, and tremendous main event. So but we good. all knew it was coming. Um, also, we saw Kojima, Moxley, Miro, yeah. and Kingston, which was great. 
but again, going back to that main event, Omega and Christian tearing the house down, having a classic. But of course, we, we didn't knew think we were one gonna get both, coming. though. Maybe yeah, we didn't know we were gonna get both. Adam we Cole comes maybe out, Cole, but Danielson would be Arthur Ashe. Yeah, nope. and uh, yeah, they did not want to wait. The crowd went wild as we should have. Uh, just a great moment of surprises, wonderful wrestling, and something I don't think wrestling fans of this era will ever forget. When, when Danielson came out after, or maybe it was Cole, it doesn't matter. At one point, I was jumping, pushing off your shoulder so hard that I almost fucking like flipped over you. I was so happy. <laughs> I just remember going, oh my god, I'm pushing off your shoulders, jumping. And I like was like my waist was at your head, and I was like, "Whoa, that's too yeah. high for me." I was so excited! Oh my god, it was so great. <sighs> um, so match of the year closing out. We got 18 minutes left here in the show, and I think we've talked about the we've talked a lot about these matches. I think so. I don't have a ton to say about a lot of these matches. Um, yep. But I mean, we can definitely you know, elaborate if need be. Um. Do you have 10 on your match of the year? I do, yes. Okay, so I have 11 because I had to add one at the last minute. I didn't know what to do. So well, I, I have 11, basically. Oh, yeah. perfect. So we'll do 11. Uh, number 11 for me, Adam Page, Kenny Omega, full gear. I said I don't like to rate matches that I've seen live, but damn it, that was so good. I just had to put oh. it on there. My... Uh... My kind honorable of honorable mention, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, honorable mention. Thank you. Uh, GCW Homecoming. Matt Cardona challenging for the Game Changer Wrestling Heavyweight Championship. Nick fucking Gage. Hell yeah. Fucking day. Uh, the crowd was hot. The match was bloody. Uh, the match was brutal. Pizza cutters galore. Uh, it was just great to watch, and it was great to see that nuclear heat fall on Cardona. Bless him. Bless what he's doing 2022. Cannot wait to see more. What's your number 10, Ryan? Look, that's why I made him my – I had to make him an honorable mention, man, because you can't, like – you just can't say no. Uh, my number 10 is a match that Alex was a little grumpy when he watched, but it's okay because I really <laughs> like it. Uh, from May 8th, uh, 2021 – uh, from PWA Black Label, off the open versus the Velocities. Somebody put this on to me after the year was over, over and said, don't do your, your match of the year until you watch this. And I went, hi, Dios mio. This is probably my <laughs> third tag team match. Of the, this is this is my third best tag match of the year. There's only two tag matches I had above this. This is tremendous. That's my mm-hmm. number 10. Uh, my number 10, um, I mean... Two of the better wrestlers, uh, especially a, a couple of blokes, if you will, at the <laughs> New Japan Cup. Will Ospreay, Zack Sabre Jr., putting on a clinic, clash of styles. This is the match of my wet dreams, as uh, I'm sure many others. Uh, but Ospreay, Zack Sabre Jr., putting on a clinic, uh, that's my number 10. Uh, my number nine was the main event of this show, which we've already talked about right here. Feature! 
Naruki Doi, Masada Yoshino against Ita BB yeah. Hulk, Speed Star Final. I mean, this match was fucking incredible. Yoshino worked so hard. Mm-hmm. I mean, I got a little emotional when I watched this. I'm not going to lie. I, I wish I could have put it higher. I really wish I could have put this damn match higher, but I couldn't. Um, but, yeah, Doi, uh, uh, Speed Muscle, Doi Yoshi, whatever you want to call him, Ata BB Hulk, Speed Star Final, my number nine. Just tremendous. Five. My number nine, uh, Lucha Brothers, Young Bucks, All Out, Cage hey. Match. Uh, I mean, whatever you want to say, it's just, whew, uh, for everything and anything that you can kind of do in a tag cage, uh, they do. Uh, whether it's jump off, jump in, jump out, I don't know what the hell they did. Uh, right <laughs> Uh, but again, just spikes out of the Nikes, and uh, just great to see live and experience that. But again, the watch at home a few more times. Wonderful new tag champs as well from the Lucha Brothers, uh, you know, kind of t- ending the reign of the Young Bucks. But that is my number nine. What's your number eight, Ryan? Uh, my number eight is, took a page out of the Game of Thrones book, Winter is Coming. Adam Page, Brian Danielson, hour-long draw. Just tremendous. We talked about it a little bit earlier with the Adam Page and Danielson stuff. Uh, what do you got at number eight? Uh, my number eight, uh, love this man to death. I, I, I have been a fan since you turned me on to New Japan, um, as well as uh, Dragon Gate. Kind of loved him a little bit more and kind of got and watched more matches of him um, as he came into New Japan, I believe, uh, in 2018. The Shingo Takagi. Domo here, Ishii, Climax. I remember I was like, "Hey, give me a few matches to watch." This was my, you know, kind of like, "Oh, I'm over Piro because it's so predictable." Uh, but <laughs> I, I watched the matches that you told me to watch. That was definitely on the top of my list, and I was very happy. Hard hitting, uh, two two hosses going at it. That's what you want. Who's the better man? And you know, just. Just wonderful. Kagi, Tomohiro Ishii, G1 Climax, September 18th, my number eight. Uh, my number seven was a match that was my match of the year for, God, I mean, I'm looking at these. Walter I mean, and Dragunov? This was my match of the year. So that that match happened in the summer. So this ma- Okay, so this match was my match of the year up until May. So like the first four months of the year, match of the year for me, and then uh, then the second half of the year kind of kicks ass. But number seven, Shingo Takagi, Jeff Cobb, Russell Kingdom Night Two. I loved everything that this match had to do, man. It was just hard hitting, tremendous, banging them up, just a beater. <laughs> uh, what do you got at number seven, sir? Uh, ditto, kiddo. Uh, Takagi, Jeff Cobb, Russell Kingdom Thanks, Fifteen. Oh. Just, uh, I mean, I I love it. Uh, number six for me, you kind of mentioned it, Takeover 36, Ilya Dragunov, Walter. I mean, if you know what those guys do to each other in a wrestling ring, I don't need <laughs> What do you got at number six? Or you want to see how much blood is just shredded from a man's, uh, you know, chest cavity? Uh, you want to watch a Walter and Ilya Dragunov match. Uh, which I'm so pissed to have on mine. Uh, but my number six, um, Katsuhika, 
Nakajima, uh, fellow former Congo Stable Masuki Tamiya, hair versus hair cage match. First Noah Gage match in history. Uh, I mean, tremendous. I missing Zenton off the top from Kitamiya. He is a bull, a bull, I tell you, of a man. And, uh, you know, for him to kind of get that dub and for him to shave Nakajima's hair and him smiling and loving every second of it was wonderful. <laughs> and again, first Noah Cage match ever. And it was empty arena, which emphasized the effects the sounds and the maneuvers. Uh, but again, my number six, Katsuhika Nakajima. I love it. Uh, my number five was from Wrestling Duntaku Night 2. Will Ospreay, Shingo oh. Takagi. I mean, a lot of people had this as the clear-cut winner match of the year, and I don't blame them. Um, I just There were some things that I saw that I had to put a little bit higher, but I mean... To you and everyone else that put it number one, I don't blame you. This match was incredible. This was a classic. Yeah. I mean, this is one of the best matches that they've had for that title. Um, and this was Osprey's send-off. Yeah. So that's my number five. Uh, my number five, I remember watching it and looking at you. I said, no matter what happens, that's my number five match of the year. <laughs> and I'm sticking to it because it was, again, a great feud building up to these young men who are just getting started and learning the aspects of televised wrestling. And MJF doesn't need an introduction to that. Darby Allen, like you said, yeah. is the part of this modern era. Full gear, MJF, Darby Allen. MJF said, I could beat you with a headlock, take over, whatever you want to call it. And then he lived up to it promise, of course, due to some shenanigans, but MJF Darby Allen, a clinic that all young wrestlers need to watch because if these guys can get it, spin it, and make it your own because these guys, MJF and Darby Allen definitely did. Uh, My number four is the man who won the DDT DL tournament, got his title shot at uh, Nevermind in Yoyagi in November. Uh, my number four, Kanosuke Takeshita, Yuji Okabayashi. This match fucking slapped every aspect you could ask for in pro wrestling. Um, awesome. I at one point had this match. I I couldn't go as high as one or two, but I had it as high as three, then I had it as low as like seven, and I settled on four after really thinking about it and kind of rewatching stuff. Um, if you guys haven't seen this match, please, by all means, you have Russell Universe. Go out of your way and watch Takeshita Okabayashi from Nevermind in November last year. Truly amazing. I won't even give a spoiler. Uh, just a fantastic match. Um, my number five, Winter is Coming. I'm kind of going all the way Broadway. It was the only really true way to not hurt either wrestler. Granted, Danielson probably could have took an L, but it wouldn't have made sense. Uh, Adam this year number showing, four. Hey, I can. What's that? You said this year number four. Uh, number four. Yes. Okay, sorry. Um, and and just kind of what they did. The crowd was hot. I did not expect that to go the full sixty, as was the theme of twenty twenty one, where the uh, double champs was also the theme, but also two night pay per views 
from 2020. So <laughs> everything's got to be double, triple, what have you. But these guys just put on a war. Made Adam Page a little bit more uh, of a, a bigger scope in that company when you can hang with the American Dragon and what he's doing. <laughs> I mean, and to elevate all that talent for that competition or just for pro wrestling's sake. So Janison Page winner is coming my number four. Uh, my number three, as I said, I don't like to rate things that I see live without rewatching it, but this was the best cage match I've ever seen in my entire life. Uh, Lucha Bros, wow. Young Bucks, Young Bucks all out. I just, this would have been my match of the year had two other things not happened, <laughs> unfortunately. Yeah. But I just, I remember in awe watching this match and just, I mean, the the dives Phoenix was doing, the the, the thumbtack night. I mean, this was just, God, this was good, man. The the entrances were just tremendous. The um, you know, we got blood. I mean, this was, God, this was this is a great. It's another chapter in their their. Great rivalry, it's, which this oh, is the man. greatest thing, or the, not the greatest thing. This is the greatest. This might have been the greatest cage match I've ever seen in my entire life, and that's part of the reason I don't like grading these because when I see them live, I always like them more because I'm there and I'm into it. But I mean, when there was people that had this number one by a long shot, so I don't feel bad about it. That's my number yeah. three, Lucha Rose Young Bucks. God, we have such great seats too. Um, yeah. <laughs> the Eagle Nakajima. Kano, Noah, the best a title versus title, which yeah. then again, or thus uh, goes into another Broadway, as mentioned in my number four uh, of Danielson and Adam Page there. But uh, again, two, I mean, they're, they're just going for it. And kicks after kicks after kicks after kicks. <laughs> Each one is enjoyable as the previous 17. And uh, it was just a pleasure to watch. I'm sure you're going to have this uh, coming up. I'll let you take the ropes. What is your number two, Ryan? Uh, my number two is not that. It is the N1 victory final between Katsika Nakajima and Keno. Uh, we Kano. agreed that we were not going to double things up because I told them my, my top five matches of the year are going to be the same four people, and we decided we should probably not do that. So it was pick one and go with the rest. Um, I preferred the Edwin victory final, 30, 33 minutes or whatever it was. Nakajima mm-hmm. beats Kano. Begrudgingly, Kano shakes his hand and said, all right, you go beat Marafuji now. And they, they solidified Nakajima as the guy. He then went on to become the GHC heavyweight champion at Cyberfight. Uh, or no, not at Cyberfight. That was, that was different. Ignore me that I said that. Uh, but I'm just, that match to me was the the kickoff of, this is going to be Nakajima's time, and I cannot wait. I hope they don't blow it. They didn't. Um, but otherwise, no, the best would have been like my number three or four match of the year if we were going to double up matches. <laughs> we agreed not to. So. <laughs> Nak- Nakajima Kudo is my number two. Had we not, uh, the match outset is my number four. Alex, what's your number two? Um, based by emotions, this is why my number one is my number one. Uh, but in a perfect world, because I'm sure this is your number one, um, Shiri Utami Hayashi Shishida, uh, the June 12th Tokyo Dream Cinderella Show, again, just masterpiece storytelling. 
Um, I think that I appreciate with stardom how it is the, um, you know, it's all about, I guess, the programs, the story, um, but it's just so much more. The factions, how they utilize them um, is just great to watch. And I don't know. It was just one of the best women's matches that I've seen, but just one of the better wrestling matches that I've seen within the last, I would say, 10 years. Um, I don't know. This was just something that it's just magical to watch. Their, their, their trilogy is just something um, that is the sight to behold. Again, if you are looking to get into Joshi, uh, sign up to stardom world and, and, and seek out 2021, uh, you know, Tommy and Shiri and and just watch everything and just be in awe. But for some reason, that whole event caught my eye and it was definitely due mm. to that main event between these two women. Yeah, that that obviously was my number one. Um, they're, they're, the summer match would have been number three for me. So, as I said, with Nakajima Kanata, one, two, three, and four would have been just their matches. Um, this is the mm-hmm. greatest women's wrestling match I've ever seen in my entire life. This is arguably in the top five or top ten. Probably I want to lean closer to top five matches I've ever seen ever. Emotionally, yeah. they go to a draw. Uh, Siori's mother had just passed away, and she was winning the, wanted to win the title for her mother. She couldn't get the job done. She was mad at herself. She, she said, I'm not done. I can go to an overtime. Demanded an overtime. Utami said, bring your shit. I can do an overtime, too. They go for another 14 minutes before knocking each other unconscious to go to a draw. And then they get back up and keep slapping each other until they're told over. Um, I mean, and this sparked one of the greatest trilogies in, in the history of pro wrestling, in my opinion. Um, mm-hmm. th- this match put stardom on the map, just like Omega Okada did. And there's yeah, nothing touched this in 2021 for me. Alex, you got one minute. Uh, my number one, the American Dragon, Brian Danielson, Kenny Omega, yeah. uh, and Oscar Ash. Again, Broadway after Broadway after Broadway, but this was it. This was Brian Danielson coming and saying, I am the American Dragon. I am professional wrestling and put on a clinic. Watch this match all the time. I love it. Tremendous. Wow. We finally did it, Ryan. We have completed our, our 2021 award. <laughs> and we did it uh, before February is over. Yeah, there um, you go. We may be back for some crazy impromptu show over the weekend. we got a bunch of stuff to talk about. Um, I watched a lot of shit, too. I need to talk about, so we'll try to figure something out on this short show. As for normal, we'll never go short. We went three hours, as is what we do for you. Uh, we're going to get kicked off in five seconds. So with that being said, myself and Alex, we appreciate you all. Have a good evening. Thank you.